Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Going Back to O's School by Phantom 300 I pulled my jeep into the nearest parking spot and killed the engine. I sat there for a minute, looking over the familiar scenery around me. The old buildings looked much the same as they did the last time I had been here, some thirty years ago. Like so many others had done before me, I enrolled in college here at home right out of high school. I was aiming for a degree in history and wanted to teach. My parents struggled with their day-to-day bills and still had my younger sister to care for, so I was on my own when it came to paying for my education. I took a job working overnights at a truck stop, emptying trash cans, cleaning toilets, and scrubbing shower stalls. It was a tough time in my life. I had to put in a lot of overtime to pay my tuition. Even working those long hours, I struggled to meet my monthly obligations, much less feed and clothe myself. I wore the same ragged shoes to work and school, and it was a treat for me to have more than one meal every other day. Suffice it to say, I was not doing well at the time. Very early on in the semester, I realized that I would not have the time to do any of the homework or reading needed to keep up. When the first grades posted, I was failing every class. Right before my midterm exams, I was approached by an Air Force recruiter on campus. He offered me money up front to enlist, and then another, even larger bonus once I finished basic training. I didn't even listen to the rest of his spiel. It was a paltry sum of money in the grand scheme of things, but at the time it felt like a small fortune. I was on a bus to San Antonio later that month for basic training. My initial six-year obligation quickly morphed into a career of over thirty years. I took to military life quickly and excelled at most of it. I was trained as a communications specialist. I rose through the ranks at breakneck speed and spent many years of my stay in and around Washington, D.C. generals, senators, and cabinet members all requested my help. I spent most of my time translating documents and intercepted communications. I learned to read, write, and speak a number of languages, including Farsi, Arabic, Russian, and Mandarin. I dabbled in a little Swahili and Cantonese as well. Shortly after I announced my military retirement, I was contacted by a former classmate from high school. Greg had recently become a dean at our hometown college, the same school I had dropped out of that first semester. Where I had gone one direction and left school, he had gone on to graduate get a doctorate, and become a big-shot school administrator. We had kept in touch off and on through the years, and he knew of my multilingual background. The university was expanding the modern languages department, and he offered me a position teaching basic Russian and Mandarin. After a few phone calls and Zoom meetings, I agreed to take the job. I loaded up my belongings and headed back to my old stomping grounds down south. I hadn't been back home in many, many years. After my mother died, my sister took over the house we grew up in. I didn't speak to her often. Her husband and I had a physical altercation at my father's funeral several years before that, and I did not want to open up any old wounds for either of us. I found an apartment and went in to meet with Greg a couple of weeks before school was to set to start. So, I stepped out of my jeep and went to find Greg's office. 
It was on the top floor of the shiny new administration building on the other end of campus. His receptionist, a sweet older woman named Gloria, offered me a seat and said Dr. Landers would be with me shortly. I was impressed by the modern interior design and artwork on the walls. Andrew, great to see you again, Greg said warmly, opening the large wooden door. Come on in. We shook hands and I followed him in. I sat at the large glass desk across from him and glanced out the floor to ceiling windows looking out over the campus. How are you, man? He continued. How long has it been since you've been back in town? It has been quite a while. I nodded. Ten, twelve years or so. Way too long. True, true, he said, buttoning his suit jacket and sitting down. So, listen, we've hit a little snag that I wasn't expecting. His expression was suddenly stern. We're going to have to delay you joining us on the faculty here. You're kidding me. I half shouted. I just moved in my apartment this past weekend. Hold on, hold on, let me explain. It isn't quite that bad, he said, trying to calm me down. I knew you had dropped out of school back in the day to enlist, but the issue is that you did not actually withdraw from those classes you just left. Officially, you have a transcript full of incompletes for those classes. There is an old university policy still on the books that states that you cannot be hired with a transcript containing multiple incomplete grades from here. Greg pushed a printed copy of my full transcript in front of me. I could see all my Air Force certifications and degrees up top, but sure enough, there, at the bottom, were four big red eyes that jumped off the page. So, I'm screwed is what you're telling me. I felt very dejected. Well, no. Look, I tried, I really did. But the regents were very clear. I can't hire you with those still there. He took a breath. But they did say that if we could replace those incompletes with actual grades, then we could move forward with no issues. Greg's face looked hopeful. I thought for a moment. So, what, I take a couple of online classes and we're good. This didn't sound so bad after all. Not really. Incomplete courses are not online eligible to be retaken online if they were not originally taken online, he said, sounding like he had memorized that part of the policy ahead of time. Wait, that's not my fault. There was no online learning back then, I argued. That is true, but the policy still applies. You will need to do these classes in person. So, I have to take a bunch of freshman courses to clean this up. Yes he replied, bracing himself. Look, Andrew, I know this is not ideal, but it would be just the one semester. I can freeze your contract, so your job remains guaranteed. We would just start in the spring instead. I was quiet for a moment or two. I guess Greg sensed doubt, so he continued selling me on the idea. We can get you on a scholarship program for military veterans we have on campus that will cover the tuition. We can even get you a job if you need one, doing nearly anything else on campus you are interested in. I know for a fact we always need athletic department tutors. He paused and pointed at the transcript. Your grades don't have to be straight A's. Hell, they don't need to even be passing for that matter. There is plenty enough on that transcript and your military resume to justify hiring you regardless of what grades those you end up getting. I just need actual grades for those classes entered by the professors at the end of the semester. I sat there and took it all in. It didn't seem all that bad once I let everything sink in. What do you say, Andrew?
Greg reached out his hand. Sure, why not? What else have I got to do for the next four months? I shook his hand. Greg picked up the phone and had Gloria set me up with one of the admissions staffers right away. After several hours and several dozen signatures, I was officially a college student again. As I retreated to my jeep, I thought to myself that this was definitely not how I had expected my day to go. The following weeks were filled with orientation seminars and academic advisory meetings. Once the counseling was done, and I was sufficiently warned on the evils of sexual harassment and drinking and driving on campus, the first day of school finally arrived. Monday morning, I walked into the science lecture hall for Biology 101. As I did, a couple of smug-faced frat boys handed me a flyer for a party that night. I gave it a glance, then set it down on the fold-out desk in front of me as I took a seat near the aisle. A couple of students, one of which looked a lot like I did thirty years ago, approached me cautiously. Hey, are you going to be there? He said, gesturing at the party flyer. I shrugged and told him. I'm not sure. You're like ex-military, right? My dad has that same haircut. He was in the Navy for a while. The kid talked at a nervous, rapid-fire pace. Listen, I'm pledging that fraternity, and I'm supposed to bring some beer and booze. Do you think you could help me out and get some? I'm not twenty-one yet. I'll pay you for whatever you get plus like ten percent. He spoke very rushed and robotic, like he had been rehearsing this speech all morning. Why don't the frat guys get their own alcohol? I said without thinking. It's like a challenge for the pledges. Please? Twenty-five percent? He was negotiating his way up without me saying a word. I looked at him for a second. The more I did, the more he reminded me of myself two and a half decades earlier. He certainly wouldn't pass for eighteen, much less old enough to buy beer. He had dirty glasses and a messy mop of brown hair. He stood a little shorter than average like me and was a little pudgy around the middle. I felt a twinge of pity. Sure kid. I heard myself say. Really? Wow. That's awesome. His voice got uncomfortably high and loud. Calm down and take a seat. We'll talk after class. I shooed him away with a wave. As the professor went on about books and labs and the syllabus, I had second thoughts. I would be a faculty member soon enough. I should not be risking that to commit a misdemeanor for some kid I didn't even know. But after class, there he was, cell phone out and cash app info at the ready. I asked him what they wanted to bring, then arranged to meet them at the frat house later that night with two cases of cheap beer and four bottles of rum. Sure enough, there he was, waiting for me outside the frat house when I arrived later that night. I gave him the receipt and he grabbed his phone. I instantly had the total plus 25% in my account. I pulled the loot out of my jeep and helped the kid carry it all inside. The moment I stepped over the threshold, the smell of stale booze and smoke hit me hard. It was so bad my eyes started to water and sting. It had been quite some time since I had been inside a place like this. The kid took the bottles from me and vanished. I stood there alone, scouting out my surroundings. The music was loud and there were people all about. Some were standing, some talking, a few dancing, and nearly everyone was holding a drink of some sort. I shook my head and reminisced a little from my partying days in the military. I caught movement out of the corner of my eye. 
three guys with Greek letters on their shirts and smug smirks on their faces walked up to me, dragging the kid along behind them. So, I hear you did D-bag Brian here a favor. One of them snarled at me. I did, I said, instantly sizing the guy up. He looked like the jerks that tormented me in high school. I didn't like him immediately. I positioned myself against a wall out of instinct. You his dad or something? Another one of them piped up. Nope. Never met him before today. I felt challenged. I took a half step back, ready to react if necessary. Then why did you do it, man? The first guy sounded annoyed that I had gotten involved. He asked nicely. One of them laughed derisively. Well, Mr. Nice Guy, we'll have to give you a reward for your assistance. They nodded to Brian, and he beckoned for me to come with him. I didn't think he was capable of doing anything to hurt me, so I followed. I was led up the stairs and into an empty bedroom. The room was a disaster area, with a messy dresser and unmade double bed on opposite walls of the tiny room. There were random things strewn across the floor. Books, plastic cups, to-go boxes, and a wadded-up pair of basketball shorts. Wait here, man, Brian said then left abruptly. I stood there a little bewildered for a couple of minutes. I don't know what those guys had planned for me. I certainly didn't trust them at all. I wasn't afraid of them by any stretch, but my years of being bullied and picked on by entitled jerks growing up left me very leery. I had just about decided to leave when the door opened and a short, pretty, blonde-haired girl eased her way inside. She closed and locked the door behind her. Hello, I said to the top of her head, as she didn't seem willing to make eye contact right away. Um, hi, she said, peering up at me nervously. She wasn't much taller than five foot and looked to be about as young as the Brian kid was. She was cute, though. She had on a tight yellow blouse and some short shorts that didn't seem to fit her tiny ass quite right. How are you doing tonight? I asked, trying not to stare at the nice-sized tits under that top. She had left a couple of buttons undone, displaying a fair amount of cleavage. Okay, I guess. She finally looked me in the eye. I tried to smile at her reassuringly. So, what's going on? I asked after several silent seconds. Her head popped up and her eyes locked onto mine this time. Um, they didn't tell you? She asked, sounding surprised. Her soft blue eyes were open wide with amazement. No one has told me anything. I just helped some kid out with booze and was sent in here. Oh? She cleared her throat. Um, well, I'm supposed to thank you, you know, properly. She was clearly very nervous. I was starting to get an idea about what she was doing. No sweat. You are welcome. I was young once too. Thanks, but I have to. Her voice trailed off. I was more and more certain why she was sent in. You don't have to do anything at all. It was my pleasure. No, I have. I? I need to suck your dick. Those dirty words out of her innocent-looking mouth didn't seem to fit. You don't have to do that. It wasn't part of the deal. I certainly didn't want to be the villain in some young girl's story. No, you don't understand, I have to. Look, I don't want you to do anything you might regret later. I'll tell them you did it, and that it was great, and then you'll be off the hook. She sighed and looked up shyly at me again. No, you don't understand, I have to have, 
Proof. I can just tell them. I stopped mid-sentence, and she fished her cell phone and a shot glass out of her back pocket and held them up. The realization of what she might need caught me off guard. We can figure something out, so you don't have to. She took another deep breath and cut me off. Thanks, but it will be easier if I just do it. Besides, after this is over, I'll get immunity from the next thing. And with that she took three steps forward and dropped to her knees in front of me. Her little hands busied themselves with my belt and pants. She fumbled her way through undoing them, then unceremoniously pulled them to the floor. I was still in a bit of shock, so there was no impressive erection to report, as my dick hung free in my boxers right in front of her face. She then undid her blouse and shimmied it off her shoulders. I watched as her hands went between her jiggling tits and unclasped the front closure of her sheer white bra. She pulled the garment away and two perfect, pale, pink, pointy nipples greeted me. While I was staring at her nice boobs, the girl reached down and pulled my boxers to the floor. She grabbed her phone and took pictures of my cock, then posed with it as it began to swell rapidly. She took a photo of her tongue licking the head, and then one with the length of it across her mouth. Seemingly satisfied, and now with my cock standing at attention, she kissed the tip and dove right in. I groaned as my eyes rolled back and closed. She wasn't a master of technique by any stretch, but even an okay blowjob is still pretty damn good. She slurped and sucked the head, pumping the shaft slowly in her little hand. She took an impressive amount of it deep in her mouth before she pulled off it and stroked me a few more times. I moaned involuntarily and she stopped to hand me her phone before taking my cock back in her warm, wet mouth. I took a handful of pictures as I assumed she wanted, making sure to get her eyes looking up at me in each shot. Then I dropped her phone on the bed beside me. I enjoyed the sensations for a while longer, as she kept sucking, stroking, and licking my throbbing dick in a variety of patterns and speeds. Her tits swayed tantalizingly, and I wanted badly to play with them. I moaned again. Her pace quickened, and she found that sweet spot, the right amount of pressure, pace, and saliva for lubricant, that sent me right up to the edge of orgasm. I'm... I'm about to... I whispered. I felt her grip my butt tightly, holding me in place. She held her wet lips firmly around my cock head and stroked the shaft furiously. Burst after burst of cum went in her mouth. She swallowed some instinctively and a little more dribbled down her chin, but she held most of it there in her mouth. As I sat back and my dick popped out from between her lips, she grabbed the shot glass and let my cum drip from between her lips into the shot glass. She then swiped the blob of my jizz off her chin and licked it off her finger, then slurped the drizzles oozing from my cock, only to spit them in the shot glass too. Seemingly satisfied with her work, she stood up to put her clothes back on. I watched her tits unabashedly as she did. They were very nice. I was sad to see them covered up again. Thank you from all of us at Gamma Delta and Phi Chi Rho, she said quietly and robotically. Yeah, no problem. I stammered, still coming down from the high of an orgasm. And thanks for trying to be nice. She smiled sweetly at me as I buckled my pants back up. She took her phone and cum-filled shot glass and eased her way out the door. After recovering and getting my sea legs back under me, I left the house and wandered outside towards my jeep. 
there was a sorority girl leaning against it as she threw up in the street. Once she was done, I drove away. All in all, it was not the worst first day of school I could have had. After three classes on Monday, I had just one class on Tuesday. It was an early one, eight o'clock in the morning. I got up very early and went to the campus dining hall before class for some coffee and to grab a bagel or something. As I stepped into the line for the coffee shop, I realized I was in line directly behind my little seductress form the night before. She wore sunglasses and had her hair pulled back in a basic ponytail. She had on some tight yoga pants that made her ass look good, an university-logoed hoodie that looked like it was a couple sizes too big. I stared at her cute little ass for a few minutes unnoticed. Someone yelled out, Rachel, behind me and she turned to wave. Her face looked up at mine and instantly she blushed and looked away. I was sure I was blushing as well when she finally turned back to me to whisper. I am so embarrassed. But they've seen you by now, so can we just pretend to have a pleasant conversation? Well, sure. I said, looking back at where the voice had come from. It wasn't hard to pick out the sorority girls staring us down. Or we can just have a pleasant conversation. That at least drew a weak smile from her. Look, I... I don't usually do. She stammered softly. I guessed as much. I smiled at her. Me either if it makes you feel any better. Not really. She smiled genuinely for the first time that morning. I'm Rachel. I guess that too. Andrew Davidson. I said, offering her my hand. She daintily placed her hand in mine before pulling it away. What were you doing at a frat party anyway? Aren't you a little old to still be in school? Probably, I said with a chuckle. I just got out of the Air Force, so I have some time to waste before I die. She laughed. We talked as the line slowly moved. I told her I was taking a few freshman classes and recited my schedule. Turns out we were both in the same Brit-lit class that morning. I've heard that this professor can be quite a bitch. She warned. I survived drill sergeants and basic training. I'm sure that I can handle her. Once we had our caffeine in hand, I offered to walk with her, if her sorority spies wouldn't mind. That would be nice. I can tell them you asked for my number or something. You could ask for mine too. Then we'd be even. I tried to smile at her. She frowned. No, then they'll take it from my phone and stalk you and dig up whatever dirt they can on you. They like to hold things over boys' heads whenever possible. I'm not a normal college boy. I stated flatly. She grinned. No, you certainly aren't. We sat together and listened to the lecture. A teaching assistant, T.A., started it off. Rachel took wonderful notes. I scribbled words here and there. My biology, math, and history classes would be fairly easy A's for me, even if I didn't study very much. This one, however, might prove to be a real challenge. Then, the professor herself stepped in front of the podium to continue the lecture. I stared blankly at the very familiar face. It couldn't be. It just could not be. I grabbed my phone and sent Greg Landers a text. This Professor Morgan, is that really Rebecca Morgan from high school? He did not reply right away. My mind wandered. Rebecca Morgan was drop-dead gorgeous back in the day. I had the biggest crush imaginable on her. I followed her around like a lost puppy all through high school. She had nice, round, full, jaw-dropping tits, 
and a sexy round butt. She had full hips, full lips, and the sweetest personality to match. Her bright green eyes and auburn hair went with a smile that could melt my soul. She was kind to everyone, even a complete nobody like me. She was super popular, and naturally, a cheerleader. I attended every game and never watched the field once. We had several classes together, and she usually ended up sitting beside me. She would often talk to me about her boyfriends. Eventually, we would spend long hours on the telephone. I listened as she wondered about who she was and what she was doing in life. She confided in me about her first kiss, first date, and first love. Sadly, none of those were me. I hadn't seen her since graduation. I enlisted in the military and lost touch with many of my old friends. I didn't use social media at all, so I wasn't in the loop on what most of my classmates had been up to over the years. Rebecca still looked much the same as she had when we graduated. She was beautiful, sexy, and still possessed that great rack. Her smile radiated up from the podium. She was still drop-dead gorgeous. I still wanted to kiss her, to hold her. I still felt like I would do anything just to be near her. I tried to make my way down to the podium after class, but she left the lecture hall right away. The TA was handing out copies of the syllabus. I snagged one and circled her office number and hours. My phone vibrated as I exited the hall. It was Greg. That's her. She's been teaching here since her divorce finalized several years ago. I reminisced some more about Rebecca as I headed home. I thought about the one time that I had asked her out, our sophomore year. She had given me the sweetest smile as I asked, but said she couldn't, as she was seeing someone new. I was emotionally crushed. I retreated against the wall outside the library, on the verge of tears as she walked away. A couple of upperclassmen heard the rejection and mocked me relentlessly for the rest of the day. I got into a fistfight that afternoon with three of them. I walked away the bloodiest, but I had not been knocked off my feet. I had stood my ground. They left me alone after that. Rebecca heard about the fight. She met me at my house after school and helped me clean my face up. She spent a couple hours with me before my parents came home, tending to me and apologizing over and over for what happened. She kissed me on the cheek as she left. I'll never forget that feeling. Thursday morning, I was back in the coffee shop line, half expecting to run into Rachel again. I was disappointed when I paid for my coffee and bagel, and she wasn't there. I scanned the seating area momentarily, spotting some of her sorority sisters giving me looks, then headed off to class. I crossed the campus, and shortly reached the lecture hall. There, in the same spot she sat in last week, was Rachel. Hey you! She beamed. I was wondering where you were. I held up my coffee cup silently. I see. You didn't bring me one, did you? She said with a mock pout. Sorry, no. I figured you had gone ahead and gotten one before I got there. Besides, you drink those fancy things. This is coffee regular. One creamer, one sugar. No foam or whipped cream or sprinkles or such. She grinned. I drink regular coffee sometimes. I'll remember that. I mused as I sat beside her. Suddenly, my attention was drawn to the podium. Rebecca was beginning to talk. She looked amazing. I tried not to stare at her tits the entire time, but I failed. At least in the back row, I was far enough away, 
she wouldn't know where my gaze was locked into. Rachel, however, noticed. You sure are paying close attention. What? Oh, well, yeah. Well, I want to do well in this class. Yeah, sure, although you haven't written one thing she said down, Rachel said with a smirk, gesturing at the blank notebook on my desk. I grinned and shrugged. She laughed at me as the lecture ended and class was dismissed. The next Tuesday, though, she was waiting for me outside the dining hall to get coffee. It's about time you got here, Rachel said, smiling at me. She had her blonde hair loose and down, different from the simple ponytails she had been sporting the previous times I had seen her before class. She was also not wearing a sweatshirt or hoodie. She had on a thin baby blue blouse and some short denim shorts that seemed to barely cover her But You look nice today, I said without thinking about it. You saying I never looked good before? She teased. No, that's not what I mean. Very funny. She was laughing continuously and grinned at me. She winked and led me to the coffee shop line. We chatted a bit about class and then her sorority pledging. Apparently, there was a wet t-shirt contest this weekend at the same frat house. But thanks to what I did with you last time, I can sit this one out. She was almost bragging about it. Well, I was going to go, but if you're not going to be up there, I'll just stay home. You were really going to go to that party? Of course not. I grinned. She smacked my arm. But you'd go if I was going to be in it. If you invited me, I might. I'm not going to go prowling frat parties, hoping to see girls flashing their tits. Oh, really? You just bring beer in hopes of a blowjob. She chided me. I told you, I had no idea that was going to happen. Plus, I tried to stop you. I know, I know. She smirked. I'm just picking on you. You were a gentleman and very sweet. That night totally could have gone worse for me for sure. The conversation was shortened by the baristas. They took our order and I paid for both. You didn't have to do that. I know. I was being nice. Thank you. She beamed me a sweet smile. We grabbed our drinks and walked to class. We made small talk about how classes were going. She complained about her roommate's snoring and that she was missing her dad. I talked about my time in the military and how odd it was to move back to my hometown after so many years. We took our seats, and I paid actual attention to the class this time. Rebecca looked great, but I figured I shouldn't gawk at her like that, especially since other people, well, at least Rachel, had noticed. Once it was over, Rachel grabbed her stuff and started to head out. She waved and said she'd see me Thursday. You bet. Bright and early. I watched her walk away. Those shorts made her ass look pretty good. We met up again Thursday morning. She was back to the yoga pants, hoodie, and ponytail look. She complained about a lack of sleep. They had us up late at the house doing some pledge stuff. She sighed. So why are you doing all that anyway? They seem to just make you do things you don't want to do. Yeah, kind of. But the people I will get to meet and network with will help me down the line for years to come. Like with what, a job? I've never heard of anyone putting their fraternity or sorority on a CV. Just in general, I guess, she yawned. It's all a big waste of time if you asked me. I never even considered it when I was first in school. She just gazed off into the distance. Then, she looked up at me. 
Hey, were you really thinking about going to the party this weekend? She asked, quite out of the blue. No, why? Well, even though I don't have to be in the contest, I still have to go. And I'm supposed to bring someone. Are you asking me out? I said with some genuine surprise. As friends, she said quickly. You're nice and easy to talk to. If I don't have a date, they'll pair me up with a random frat brother for the night, and those guys tend to be a bit handsy. Who says I'm not the handsy type? I asked in mock indignation. You tried to turn down a blow job the first time we met. She flatlined. Plus, we've had coffee together like four times now and you haven't asked for my number, tried to grab my ass, or hold my hand. You haven't tried to make a move at all. I figure you're a safer bet than some frat guy who won't hesitate to feel up my tits if I let my guard down for two seconds. You couldn't blame him, though. They are nice. I winked and grinned. She laughed, exasperated. They are. She grinned. But that's not the point. I know, but I'm all old and stuff. Like more than twice your age. A girl having daddy issues is a legitimate mainstream kink these days. No one will bat an eye at us. I laughed out loud as we placed our order. Rachel stepped in front of me to pay. My turn. You bought last time. No argument from me. Gloria Steinem would be proud. Who? Google her. I shook my head as I followed her out of the building and across campus. So you'll come with me then? Please? She batted her eyelashes dramatically. I couldn't help but laugh. Sure. Should I pick you up then? No, just meet me at the frat house around eight o'clock. I have to help set up for the show. You want me to come early and help too? God, no. Her voice was dramatic. If you show up early, they'll put you through the third degree. I laughed in disbelief. I can handle myself. No, I'm serious. They've seen us walking together and tried to find dirt on you already. They've already figured out that you are ex-military. She paused and gazed right through me. You never married, and you have no kids that anyone knows of. We've all seen your yearbook photos from high school. If you had any social media presence at all, they'd know a lot more by now. I was genuinely surprised. She went on. See? I told you. You moved here from the D.C. area. We're assuming you retired from the service and moved back home. Your parents are both gone but you have a sister, who you are seemingly estranged from and still lives here in town. How? She cut me off. Because she has her maiden name on her Facebook page and there is no mention of you at all on there. They found her name in the funeral notices from when your dad died. I was stunned. I'm sure it showed on my face as we entered the lecture hall. We took our usual seats and she continued. You also went to school with Professor Morgan here. I'm assuming you two either dated or at the very least you had a thing for her the way you stare at her during class. I'm sorry. I said, humbled. We did not date. We were just good friends. She smiled. It's okay. I get it. She's your age and very pretty. Plus, she has great tits. She laughed. Although, I bet that they sag way more than the ones you'll get to see on Saturday night. Maybe I'll get to find out one day. I quipped, mostly to myself. I listened to the lecture as intently as I could, but I started to wonder about all the details Rachel already knew about me, especially the family stuff. 
I guess gives some sorority girls enough free time, an axe to grind, and access to the internet, and anything was possible. Rachel handed me her phone as class ended. Silently, I put in my cell number and hit call. Mine vibrated in my pocket, and we went our separate ways. Later that evening, as I did some homework, I realized I was genuinely looking forward to Saturday night. Rachel was quick-witted and seemed to have a good sense of humor about her. Plus, she was cute. On Friday afternoon, Brian cornered me after our biology lab. Dude, are you going to the big frat party this weekend? I tried to be vague. Yeah, I am. But no, I'm not buying you any booze this time. No, that's cool, man. Say, they're bringing in an actual stripper for the night to be the contest judge. She's going to do a bunch of lap dances. Do you want to sign up for one? It's only fifty bucks. I'll pass. Thanks, though. He scampered away. I just shook my head. That poor kid was trying so hard to fit in. I went by the administration building to see if Greg was around, but he wasn't. Gloria offered to make me an appointment for next week, but I passed. I just wanted to ask about Rebecca and see what he could tell me. I could text him, but it wasn't that important. I was just reliving an old crush. It would pass, or so I thought. On the way out of the building, I passed the bulletin board and saw a flyer for the Campus Veterans Association. I took a picture of it on my phone. I didn't even know there was a vets group here. That might be a thing to check out. Saturday evening rolled around, and I found myself walking up to the frat house right before eight o'clock. As fate would have it, Brian was standing there at the door. Hey man. You're here. Cool. The stripper will be here soon. You sure you don't want a lap dance tonight? Last chance? I'm good, thanks. I got the feeling he was in charge of making her as much money as possible tonight. I stepped inside. I was hit with the same stale, musty, smoky smell as the first time I was here. I wondered if the carpets had ever been cleaned. There were a few people milling around. A girl wearing the sorority letters came up to me and said, Everyone is in the backyard. With a wave, she beckoned me to follow her. She obviously knew who I was. There was a platform stage set up in the small yard, made from stacks of cinder blocks and sheets of the cheapest particle board you can get at the big hardware stores. They had most of it covered with cheap tarps. There was a child's waiting pool in the center of the stage. Rachel was standing there on the stage in a small red bikini bottom and thin white camisole top, carefully filling a dozen or so buckets with water from a garden hose. She looked up and smiled as I approached her. Hi. I'm almost done here, she said, waving the hose around a little recklessly. I stood at the front of the stage, which put me pretty much eye level with her tits. She was clearly not wearing anything under that tank top. I couldn't help but stare. I thought you didn't have to do this one, I said gesturing at her outfit. She blushed a bit. Yeah, well I still have to dress the same as the others. She topped off the last bucket and twisted the nozzle shut. I'm not complaining. I noted. Just surprised. She grinned. I bet not. The pledges got the choice to wear a bikini bottom or shorts. But since I am not getting wet, I wasn't given the option of shorts. It's a good look on you. I approve. I said, craning my neck to take a good look at her ass. 
She swatted at my face with her hand. I'm sure you do. You'll also like this part too. I have to stay dressed like this all night long. That's not the worst idea I have ever heard. I felt my dick getting harder the longer I looked at her. She stepped down from the stage and started to roll the hose back up. As she did, water flew from the nozzle and splashed onto her ribs. Fuck. She cussed as she looked down at the large, damp spots on her top. Lucky for Rachel, no nipple showed though, but the side of her right boob was nice and wet. Can you go turn the water off just in case? She asked sweetly. Of course. I followed the hose to the wall. I found the spigot and then rolled the hose up and hung it back on the hook. Thanks, she said, brushing her damp top with her hand. No sweat. I was staring at her boobs again. That had potential disaster written all over it. Rachel sighed in relief. It had potential for sure. I said with a smirk. She smacked me in the chest. You dirty old man. Do you want me to leave? No, mainly because then I'd have to explain why you left to all the sisters. Of course. We would not want that. My voice was dripping with sarcasm. You don't understand. This is important to me. She pleaded. Okay, I'll be nice. Shall we go inside? Get a drink, maybe? I'm nineteen. She said flatly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't answer the question. Sure. We can go inside. She smiled, rolling her eyes a little. I followed her into the house, eyes glued to her jiggling butt. She looked back and caught me looking with a wry smile. She seemed to exaggerate the sway of her hips as she walked after that. Inside, the crowd had built up significantly, and the music was much louder. There was a group of guys gathered in the dining room in a big circle. In the center, we saw a woman in high heels, a see-through baby doll negligee, and a white G-string. She was obscenely grinding her ass on someone's lap. Her large, surgically enhanced round tits were bouncing under the lace, and she was making some very exaggerated moaning noises. Are you going to get a lap dance tonight? Rachel asked, her eyes wide, taking in the scene in front of us. No, I replied. I've had a few before. They're fun and all, but I can think of better uses for fifty bucks. True. It'll buy a lot of coffee. She smiled. I laughed. That it will. The song ended and the stripper stood and pulled the guy up out of the chair, palming his crotch in the process. I laughed as I saw Brain sit eagerly down. Come on, let's go. I said. Unless you like to watch. I trailed off. Sure. She said without thinking, then smacked my chest again. And no, I don't. Ouch. Stop doing that. I rubbed my chest where she hit me. Stop being a dirty old man, says the cute girl in very little clothing. She blushed again slightly. You think I'm cute? There was a note of a bit of surprise in her voice. Of course I do. And you are. Am I not supposed to say that? No, you can. You just haven't said that to me before. I figured you knew already. Yes, Rachel, I think you are very cute. She beamed. Thanks. That's nice to hear sometimes. And I'd say that even if you weren't half naked right now. She smacked me playfully again. We went back into the main rom. We danced her for a little bit, with my hands on her hips and her grinding her ass into me. 
She turned to face me and had her arms up, shaking to the music. I couldn't help but notice that the hem of her top was creeping up, letting a bit of under-boob become exposed. She caught my eye but continued to dance, smoothing out her top after the song ended. I guess I need to be a bit more careful, huh? She asked, sweating a little. I was just surprised that you didn't cover up right away, seeing how you have such an aversion to publicly flashing everyone. There's a difference between an accidental nip slip on the dance floor and deliberately putting myself on display in front of everyone. I suppose. We walked around a little bit more, saying hi to some of her sorority sisters. I got the feeling I was being shown off a bit but decided to go along with it. Soon enough, it was announced that the contest was going to begin. Rachel led me outside. She went off into the crowd for a moment. I sat down in a plastic lawn chair a few yards from the stage. Rachel came back around and stood in front of me. There aren't any other chairs left. Can I? I nodded and she gently settled herself down in my lap. The stripper was introduced as Lola and led on stage to a robust ovation. Then, the music started, and the first girl stepped up on the stage and stood in the pool. She was a tall brunette and looked extremely nervous. The frat president handed Lola a bucket of water, and she slowly poured it over the brunette's white tank top. The girl's camisole quickly went opaque, letting her now hardened nipples show through, along with the shape and swells of her smallish tits. A lot of hooting and hollering from the crowd followed. The girl was instructed not to cover herself up. She was given thirty seconds to pose and encourage the crowd to cheer for her. She walked back and forth a few times timidly and then was dismissed to bring on the next entrant. The next girl was a plump, freckled redhead with massive, sagging boobs. Rachel whispered her name was Janet and that she was a huge flirt. Once her white top was soaked, she shimmed and pranced around, her large tits swinging back and forth wildly. As the crowd cheered her on, she pulled the top off over her head and exposed herself fully as her time expired. Rachel whispered, See, that's the kind of thing I would really hate, but would feel pressured to do now. She spoke quietly. I wouldn't mind. Of course you wouldn't. She winked, wiggling her butt into my lap and making my dick throb. And she was right. The next girl, a blonde with medium, pointy tits pulled her top off almost as soon as she had been drenched. Her nipples were puffy and bright pink, almost glowing on their own. She danced around a lot more than most had done and then turned around to show off her spectacular G-string adorned ass. She got a big roar from the audience for that view. She bent over at the waist and smacked her own ass cheek for the crowd to see as the timer went off. From there things got predictably more and more explicit. The next girl took off her shorts and put her hand in her panties, rubbing herself as the crowd cheered along. The next contestant got totally naked and rubbed up on Lola, dancing with the stripper for her entire time. The subsequent entrant took off her bikini bottoms before she was soaked, then pulled the top off immediately afterwards. She dropped to her knees in the kiddie pool, putting her fingers in her pussy, and finger-fucking herself wildly well past the buzzer. My dick, predictably, had gotten harder and harder as the women exposed themselves. Rachel shifted around a bit during that last one then looked right at me. You're very hard now. I know. I can't help it. I replied. She grinned wickedly, and wiggled her ass harder into my lap, grinding herself deliberately on my cock. 
It's been quite the show, huh? You sure seem ready for that lap dance now. If you're offering one, I am. I winked. Rachel grinned and ground her ass back into my dick harder, her eyes locked on mine. She was rotating her hips seductively and eliciting a small groan from me. That pleased her, as her eyes widened and her grin intensified. Her nipples poked hard through her still dry top. The final girl went on stage. Rachel said it was her roommate Misha. She was a tiny, wafer-thin Korean girl who looked ultra-uncomfortable standing on stage in front of what was now a pretty raucous crowd. She took her soaking, then stood there, eyes closed and body trembling as the timer counted down. The horny throng got restless and a couple of them started to boo. When the timer went off, she took off running down the makeshift steps off the stage and into the house. Rachel stood up immediately. I'm going to go check on her. Yeah, go. I said, feeling really bad for her friend. Lola called up the two finalists, the one who was fingering herself and the blonde in the G-string bikini bottom. They both had fresh, dry tops and got another soaking. They then stripped themselves naked again, dancing around, feeling up each other and rubbing themselves together. Lola encouraged them to splash the guys up front with water. Lola announced the winner, the fingerfucker, and the crowd cheered her on as she dropped to her knees and gave them a repeat performance. I milled around as the crowd thinned out, and most of them went back inside to party. Lola walked through the crowd offering extra special lap dances for $100. I heard her tell one guy that she promised there would be a happy ending in it for him. I shook my head, remembering the time when I was that young and desperate and would have taken her up on it. Rachel emerged with Misha, who was now wrapped in a faded blue towel, a few minutes later. Hey, I'm sorry about that. I told her she could hang out with us for a while. Of course. I extended my hand. Andrew. Nice to meet you, miss. Misha daintily shook my hand. Rachel asked who had won. I don't remember her name, the one that was on her knees fingering herself. Misha sighed. I feel so stupid. Everyone was staring at me, and I panicked. Rachel was reassuring. It's okay. You were very brave even going up there. You're lucky you didn't have to. Yeah, well, if my name hadn't been picked out of that bowl at the first party, I would have been. Rachel reminded her. I shuffled uncomfortably and stared at the ground, having been the beneficiary of that name draw. Rachel looked at me. It wasn't that bad. It just wasn't my idea. I know. No offense taken. Misha looked at me, then at Rachel. Wait, he's the guy? Yeah, I told you he was here with me. I didn't think you were serious. Misha's eyes hit the floor. It's true. I sucked his dick. Rachel said very matter-of-factly. And you're not embarrassed to be around him? I was the first time we ran into each other. Lucky for me he's a nice guy and isn't a jerk about it. I just nodded. I didn't know what was going to happen when I got there that night. It certainly wasn't planned on my part. Misha smiled meekly at both Rachel and I. We found our way inside and into the kitchen. I caught Brian staring at us from across the dining room several times as the girls talked. Misha calmed down after a while. She was a shy girl from a very traditional, conservative, old-world family. Her parents didn't like her going to school so far from home. They wanted her to get her education and move right back to Korea, where they could arrange a marriage for her. 
I don't want that life, so I'm never going back, she said emphatically. I nodded and without thinking, put my arm around Rachel. Rachel didn't react, and Misha suddenly put her hand over her mouth. Oh my, you two are on a date. I'm so sorry to trouble you. Rachel and I stared at each other in locked eyes. Were we on a real date? It's not a real date. Rachel stammered. We're just hanging out together and talking. We danced a little. I added. Misha furrowed her eyebrows. That sounds like a date to me. We're friends. We're just getting to know each other. Rachel said. Misha nodded. Which is what you do on a date? Friends can hang out and talk and dance without it being a serious date. I pitched in. Hmm. Misha said. You two look very natural together. Rachel blushed. Thanks. I told her. I'm going back to the room and leave you two alone. She hugged Rachel and headed out the door. We stood there looking at each other in silence. Rachel grabbed my hand and broke the tension. Let's dance. We danced our way into the living room, where most of the crowd was doing the same. I put my hands back on her hips and felt her body move with the music. The song changed to a slow tune, and I pulled her in, took her hand and started to two-step around the room. Wow, she said. You can actually dance. I learned years ago. I was dating this general's daughter. She loved to go dancing, and I liked her, so I figured it out. My dad taught me how when I was little, she said. I miss him. I'm sorry. We can stop. No. I like it. And she put her head on my shoulder and finished the song in silence. When it ended, we went back to the kitchen for some water. This was fun. Thank you for coming tonight. Her pretty blue eyes sparkled as she smiled at me. Of course. I've had a good time. And you got to see some tits. She teased. Always a good night when you can scope out some boobs. And asses. Not to mention a chick fingering herself. Rachel grinned. That was quite the show. I enjoyed that too. I could tell. What can I say? Naked girls dancing on stage, cute girl in my lap. That's a recipe for an erection if I ever heard of one. So some of that was because of me? Not just the girls in the contest? Rachel asked quietly. Sure. Look at you in your tiny bikini bottoms, skimpy top, no bra, and all within an arm's reach all night long. I said, putting my hands on her hips again and pulling her closer. Feeling you grinding yourself on my lap while the other girls were getting naked got me going for sure. She gazed deep into my eyes. You dirty old man. She whispered with a laugh. I couldn't help but laugh with her. She was definitely not the shy, demure thing I had first met a couple of weeks ago. She called it a night not too long afterwards. I offered to drive her home, but she declined. I walked with her to her dorm, which was only a few blocks away. We said good night and I started to walk away. She jogged back over, her boobs bouncing, and kissed me on the cheek. That was a hell of a night. Monday, before class, Brian caught me outside the building. Hey, are you dating one of those pledges? I wouldn't say dating. We're friends. Oh. Okay. You had two of them hanging around you. One of the brothers noticed and said you ex-military guys always get lots of pus. Action. He blushed. Can I give you some advice? 
I asked him. Yeah. He was a little too excited. Don't ever talk about women in those kinds of terms. They aren't conquests or achievements, like levels in a video game. They're people, just like you. Treat them that way, with respect. Do that, and the fun stuff will work itself out for you. Right. Yeah. He headed inside wordlessly. I could tell by the look on his face he was deep in thought. I am sure my words contradicted his fraternity brother's ideas. I popped into the veteran center after my classes had wrapped up. It was a small offshoot of the main student center. It reminded me of a basement hangout space like you see on television. There were several mismatched couches, a threadbare recliner or two, and some coffee tables seemingly held together by duct tape. In one corner was a sink, a fridge, and a coffee maker. Next to that, I saw an older-style kitchen table and a couple of rickety wooden chairs. I was introduced to a few of the people hanging around. Typical of ex-military folks, everyone introduced themselves and was only talked about by last names. Parker, Wolf, Carson, Norton. That's Oakley over there in the brown chair. Norwich said, pointing out a quiet woman in a corner with their face glued to her phone she was wearing a gray sweatshirt, combat boots, and camel pants, with a black baseball cap on backwards covering her short brown hair. I said hello to zero reaction. She won't talk to you very often, if at all. She has some severe PTSD. She did three tours of Afghanistan, Wolf said quietly. Among other things, added Carson. Parker was in charge, it seemed. He told me about their safe walk program. It was open to anyone on or near campus. Anyone could text for help at any time. The vets would meet them wherever they wanted around campus and walk with them to wherever they needed to go, to and from the parking lot, dorms, classes, it didn't matter. No questions asked, 24 hours a day. Safe walk was started like a dozen years before after there was a rash of assaults on campus. Two guys were running around campus after dark, groping and assaulting any woman they saw alone at night. Eventually, they were caught and arrested. Many women on campus had been shaken up by the incidents. The Veterans Association stepped up and started offering their protection. He said these days it was mainly about bad breakups that girls would want an escort for, so their ex didn't follow them to class and harass them further. We only get like one or two calls a month these days. It might not be much, but those are one or two women a month who get home or to class safe. That sounds good. Count me in. We run a background checks, obviously. Then you sign up for two hours shifts whenever you can. If you live nearby, we ask someone to take the phone home overnight, since no one is coming up here to be on call out from midnight until 8 a.m. or so. We can really use the help on the weekends, too. We understand people have jobs and other obligations. Usually, either me or Oakley cover the times that other people don't. I'll do as much as I can to help. Nice. Be respectful, and always wear one of the vests when you leave the room on a walk. Those are the basic rules. He handed me a paper to fill out and took a copy of my ID. He asked how long I was in the Air Force. I told him. Thirty years? Wow. Most of us were in and out in like six or eight. Yeah, I didn't plan on being a lifer, but it happened before I knew it. He shook my hand and I left. I really like this program. The next day, I waited for Rachel outside the dining hall as usual. 
one of her sorority sisters gave me a wink and smiled at me. She waved as she walked by. I nodded my head at her politely, but wearily. I was sure there was an ulterior motive behind that smile. Rachel gave me a quick hug as she greeted me. That was something new. She was also dressed nicely again. She had on a cherry red blouse and denim skirt, and had her hair done up. No yoga pants or hoodie today. Have you recovered from the insanity? I asked. As we got in the queue, I put my arm around her without thinking about it. She didn't react. Yep. It wasn't too bad. One of you sorority girls waved and winked at me earlier. I told her. Yeah. Someone asked about us in the meeting the other night. I told them we were just friends and one of them mentioned you were kind of handsome, so there might be a plan about to take you away from me or something stupid like that. Oh. Well, I have some pretty high standards, you know, so it might take some doing. She laughed. Oh, don't I know it. She beamed at me with a genuine smile. Seriously, though. Thanks again for coming with me on Saturday. Hanging out with you was way more fun than I expected. My pleasure. But you owe me one. One what? She smirked. A date? Or a lap dance? Yes. Rachel smacked me hard in the chest again. You know you're going to leave a bruise one of these days. I said, rubbing the spot. You deserve it for being a dirty old man. She leaned back against my shoulder. Okay, you win. I said, grabbing her by the waist. You look nice today. Thank you. How's Misha doing? Much better. We watched some Netflix for a while together yesterday, and she seemed okay. That's good to hear. We stopped and paid for our drinks. As we headed across the campus, I asked an innocent question, or so I thought. So, what's the next dumb challenge you have to do? Her head snapped and spun around on me like the child from The Exorcist. Who told you? Her voice was angry and upset. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I put my hands up in front of me. No one told me anything. It was just a question. She looked right into my eyes for a moment, then relented. I'm sorry, I guess I'm a little on edge about it. What's the deal? She sighed. Can, can I tell you later? I don't really want to think about it right now. I studied her face as she asked. Shy, uncertain Rachel was back. I spoke slowly, trying to find the right words. Sure. You don't have to tell me anything you don't want to. I did not mean to upset you. She sighed and stopped outside the lecture hall door. It isn't your fault. She said, giving me another quick hug before going in and taking her seat. I sat beside her and waited for Professor Morgan to begin the lecture. The professor looked very nice today as well. After class was done, we said goodbye, and I headed home. Later that afternoon, she sent me a text message saying she was sorry, and she talked to me on Thursday. I tried not to be preoccupied with her the next day during classes, but I failed. I don't know what they had planned, but the way it upset Rachel so fast, I was worried. Brian caught me after our biology lab. Hey man, did you hear about the next big party? He talked rapidly, like he was trying to contain his excitement. No. So, it's a fundraiser. All the pledges from both Gamma and Fire being auctioned off as dates for the night. It's going to be wild. You too? I asked him. Yeah. His excitement measurably waned. 
I got to get me a suit or something. So, what happens on these dates? I asked, pretty sure I already knew the answer. He looked at me sideways, then smirked a little. Come on, man, you know, it's a date, like a date date. He used air quotes for emphasis. That certainly explained Rachel's reaction. Got it. So, do you want to go? It's by invitation only this time, but I can get you on the list. I know you'll want to bid on one of those girls you were hanging out with. Maybe. I will let you know in a few days. I sent Rachel a text, just checking in on her. She replied immediately. I'm good, thanks. See you tomorrow. I made sure to be on time the next morning. Rachel beat me there and pulled me aside before we got in line. Look. I'm sorry I freaked out on you the other day. I had just found out that morning what the next thing was, and I didn't take it very well. She took a deep breath and continued. But at our meeting last night, they explained the rules and I feel better about it. Good. I was worried about you. I could tell. You even texted me. She smiled. So, here's the deal. There's a date auction at the next party in a couple weeks. It's an invite-only thing so there won't be near as many people there. So far this all sounded familiar. And it's both Gamma and Phi pledges, so they're auctioning off the guys too, which makes me feel a little better about it. That's good, I said letting her breathe. Do you want to go? She asked as we went inside and joined the line. It depends. Would you want me there? Yes, I do, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So, there is a rule in place to account for people who are dating someone already. The whole thing is a big fundraiser for the houses, so they really just want money. If you're known to be in a relationship, the partner gets the option to buy you out ahead of time for a hundred bucks. I see. We paused the conversation to place our orders. And so, I was thinking. She looked right into my eyes. You could come with me and buy me out. I'll even give you the money ahead of time. So, you want to tell people we're dating? Kind of. They aren't going to just take my word for it. Or yours for that matter. Then how? That's the thing. We would have to convince them we're actually dating. I stopped to pay for my drink. Rachel looked down and made no move to grab her card, so I told the cashier to put them together. Thanks. See, things like that will help. So, you want me to pretend to date you for a couple weeks? Please? Look, I know it's kind of weird, but I feel comfortable with you. She put my arm around her as we walked, as if to prove her point. I guess that doesn't sound too terrible, I said with playful sarcasm in my voice. She gave me an annoyed look. Gee, thanks. What? I can't pick on you, even though we're dating now. I teased. She rolled her eyes at me. I know it's a lot to ask and it will mean we may have to be around each other for more than just this one class. Oh, I hadn't considered that. Honestly, I would not mind that at all. We can go out for dinner or something. You can come and pick me up and being seen doing so. Stuff like that will help a lot. So, you want to go out on an actual date? Are you asking me out? She grinned. Are you asking me to ask you out? I retorted. Yes. She gave me a sweet, innocent smile that reminded me how much younger than me she really was. Then yes. Rachel, would you like to go out on a date with me? 
She smiled and hugged me tight before taking her seat. I sat beside her. I guess that's a yes. I mused out loud. She gave me a SHHH as Professor Morgan walked to her podium. Rachel leaned over and whispered. It isn't nice to stare at her tits when you're going out with someone else. I laughed quietly. Sorry, I'll try harder. I paid attention to the lecture, although Professor Morgan did look gorgeous today. After class, instead of hurrying off, Rachel hung back and waited for me. Will you walk me back to my dorm? Sure. Good. The house is on the way, so we'll be seen. And with that she took my hand in hers and led me across the campus. She asked me how long it had been since I had seriously dated anyone. I was seeing a woman in Georgia for a while when I was there. The problem is I would get settled in at a base, eventually meet people and start dating, then suddenly have to up and move somewhere across the country. It is hard to find someone who is willing to relocate their entire life like that regularly. She just nodded along, so I continued. When I was younger, it was not as big of a deal, but the last two women I dated seriously, having to leave them really bothered me. My last post was in D.C., and I didn't do anything there but hook up occasionally. I didn't want to invest time in a relationship that might not ever get the chance to develop. Even when you got out? Until I signed my papers, Uncle Sam could have sent me anywhere at any time, even with my seniority. I moved here not long after my retirement was official. So, when was the last time you had sex? She looked at me and blushed a little as she asked. Actual sex? Not just a blowjob at a frat house. I teased. Yes. She laughed. Your cock and someone's cunt. Her harsh language caught me off guard for a moment. A week or so before I moved here. Oh, really? Do tell. I was at the going-away party my bosses were throwing for me at the base officer's club. The wife of one of the commanders brought her recently widowed sister to the party. She and I hit it off right away. And then? We danced, talked, and flirted with one another most of the night. She was very petite and thin. I was afraid I was going to break her if I held on too hard. When we sat and talked, she rubbed my leg for a while and then whispered in my ear that she wanted to go somewhere private. I led her out of the dance hall and over to my now empty office. She hiked up her little black dress and bent over the desk for me. I pulled her skimpy panties down and we went at it. Was she any good? Rachel sounded genuinely curious. Very. We ended up screwing in multiple positions for multiple orgasms that night. Just her? Or you too? Rachel's eyes were wide open, fully enthralled in the story. She seemed to hang on every word. Just her. In my younger days I could go more than once a night regularly. Not that night though. Still, that sounds nice. I've never. Well, never mind. She blushed. I smiled at her sudden shyness. So, we can talk about my sex life but not yours? She blushed deeper red and looked away. Hey, don't worry about it. One of my ex-girlfriends never could come more than once at a time either. Her climaxes were so intense and draining she could barely move, much less go any further. Even if I was gentle and took it slow, she'd get so sensitive that she said it actually hurt for me to touch her down there afterwards. Oh. Wow, Rachel whispered, clearly thinking about what I had just said. What about you? I know about your oral skills, 
But what about the rest? Um, I've slept with two guys and fooled around with one other. So, there is really not much to tell. She clearly felt embarrassed. That's nothing to be ashamed of. I was a virgin until I was nineteen. I got laid for the first time the night before I left for basic training. My roommate's sister took pity on me. I smiled and tried to be reassuring. Looking back, it was terrible. I had no idea what I was doing at all. The whole thing was over and done in just a couple minutes. Well, here we are, she said, stopping me in front of her dormitory. So, should I kiss you? I asked, looking into her eyes. If you want. She gazed up at me. I leaned in and kissed her on the cheek. That was sweet. She blushed. So, should I call you? Or text? Or DM? What's the best way to do this? She laughed at my mock seriousness. A text is fine. Goodbye. I went home and tried to wrap my head around the day's events. Rachel was a sweet kid and I certainly liked her enough to go out with her for real. I thought about my pending job and ramifications down the road, but next semester felt like a long time away, and anything could happen between then and now. Friday morning, I got a text from Rachel. Thanks again for being such a nice guy. Of course. Feel like going out with me tonight? She didn't answer, so I got in the shower. Of course, I heard my phone go off once the water started. As I towed off, I checked the message. Sure. If you want to. I wouldn't have asked if I didn't. What took you so long? I was in the shower. Oh, really? I sent her a picture of the still fogged up mirror. I got back some laughing emojis. Not the pic I was expecting. You really think I'd send you something inappropriate without asking? Most boys I know would. I'm no boy, remember. That's true, I'll come by at seven tonight. Do you like Indian food? Sure. See you then. Pick me up at the sorority house. A few hours later, I was standing outside the sorority house as instructed. I wore a nice pair of slacks and a button-down dress shirt. I messaged Rachel and asked if I should come in or what. As I stepped out of my jeep, she came scurrying out of the front door. She had on a short little green sundress that flowed about her as she walked. It accentuated her breasts and teased the tops of her toned thighs. She stopped in front of me, and I put my hands on her hips. You look amazing. Her blush made me smile. Thanks. I'm pretty sure they've noticed you by now. Can we go? I opened her door and watched her dress sway as she climbed in. As I walked around to the driver's side, I was sure I saw faces peeking out at us from between the curtains. Mission accomplished, I guess, I said, gesturing at the windows. I figured. Hey, thanks again for doing this for me. Yeah, you really had to twist my arm. Ask a cute girl out to dinner. You know what I mean. For being so nice about everything. My pleasure. I patted her hand on the armrest. Over dinner she told me about her parents' divorce and her dad's subsequent passing last year. She had lived with her dad ever since her parents split up. Then, suddenly, she had to up and move here during her senior year of high school, to where her mom lived. So why live at the dorms instead of home? My mom and I really don't get along. I was always a daddy's girl. 
She blamed my dad for their divorce and then didn't like that I wanted to live with him instead of leaving all my friends and coming to live with her right away. I was mad she changed her name immediately and refused to say anything positive about him when I visited her. Oh well, was all I could think to say. We've worked through a lot of it, but she still acts resentful towards me at times. I'm sorry to hear that. It's all right, plus, if I was going to pledge, it was better to be on campus and close by. I suppose. This is good. She changed the subject. I've never had Indian food before. And we spent the rest of the night talking about our food tastes. I liked Italian and Mexican food, she preferred Thai, Chinese, and Korean cuisine. The best barbecue I ever had was a Korean barbecue place in San Diego. Misha says that's not really Korean food. Maybe not, but it sure is good. I paused, as the events of the wet t-shirt party flashed through my mind. How is she going to handle the auction? She hasn't talked about it at all. I'm a little worried about her. Yeah, I can't see it going very well for her. On the one hand, we don't have to get on stage and get naked. We're supposed to dress sexy, whatever that means. Formal gowns, dresses, club outfits, or bikinis, it is totally up to us what we wear. She can wear whatever she wants, basically. That doesn't sound too bad, then. I nodded along. No, but the auction dates are pretty much expected to end in sex. And I don't know if she'll be up for that. Maybe she won't have to. Maybe, but a lot of the frat brothers spend hundreds of dollars on auction dates. The expectation makes it kind of hard to turn them down. Simple, you just say, I'm sorry, no, and that's it. I reasoned. That's easy for a guy to say. Most boys my age are masters at manipulating and pressuring girls into bed. I thought for a second about my own dating history, especially in the college-age bracket. Yeah, I guess. I haven't thought like that about dating in so long. I kind of forgot what a douche I used to be. The Neanderthal has discovered fire. Rachel quipped. Possibly. Or I just succumbed to the feminist agenda. I said with a grin. Yes. She said with a laugh. And I did Google Gloria Steinem, by the way. We finished our meals and walked out to my Jeep. This has been fun. She said as we drove away from the restaurant. You want to go somewhere and hang out a while? Like back to your place to Netflix and chill? She laughed. That's not what I meant. But we can go to my place if you'd like, or we can go for a walk around campus. It is kind of soon to go back to your place, I think. A walk would be nice. I parked near the student center and dining hall. We walked and talked more about classes and her majoring in architecture design. I revealed that I was officially undeclared. I held off on telling her about teaching next semester. I didn't want to change the cool dynamic we had going on. I waved at one of the vets in his safe walk vest. I mentioned to Rachel I was set to start doing those in a week or so. That's so cool. They have flyers up all over the dorms and at the sorority house. It seems like a good thing to get involved in. We got close to the library, and she once again took my hand. On the other side of that building were some of the dorms, and across the street from them were the frat houses. I dropped her hand and put my arm around her letting my hand slide down onto her butt. She looked up at me and winked. As we approached her dormitory, 
we saw one of the frat brothers from the party leaning in and making out pretty aggressively with a girl in the entranceway of one of the other dorms. He clearly had one hand up her shirt and the other down the front of her pants. A little bold of him, you think? I joked. That's nothing. They got busted in a lecture hall in the middle of class. What? It's true. She was apparently jacking him off during an economics lecture. People say if he wasn't so loud when he came, they might have gotten away with it. Wow. I don't think I could be that brave. What, you don't want me to jerk you off during Britlit? She laughed. I mean, as much as you like to stare at Professor Morgan's big boobs, you might as well get off instead of walking around with a boner afterwards. She smiled at me wickedly. I don't leave class with a boner, sheesh. I had to defend myself. Are you sure about that? I've seen a bulge when you stand up now and then. You've been looking at my dick during class? You've looked at my tits and my ass while we're walking together. What's the difference? I held my hands up in front of me. Busted. You got me. Remember, just like you joke sometimes that you've seen my tits before, I've seen your cock before. True. As awkward as this was, being called out on checking her out, I was getting a little aroused too. Her eyes caught mine, and we both started to laugh. You're definitely not the quiet, shy, bashful girl that walked in that frat room that night. I was super nervous and scared that night. It was the first week of pledging, the very first challenge, and of course my name gets drawn first. First? How many were there? There were like four or five other guys that got blow jobs from pledges that night. The fraternity president, a couple of the seniors, and one of the guy pledges had his name drawn for one as well. Maybe someone else had one too. I don't really remember exactly. I mainly remember them making us line up in front of the whole fraternity at the end of the night and down our shot glasses. I could tell my eyes narrowed in disapproval. She was talking about drinking my cum in front of people. The more I hear about this pledging business, the less I like it. I know. Like I told you, the benefits on the other end outweigh the temporary embarrassments. Your life, your call. I reasoned. I wouldn't put up with it, though. The guys get it just as bad, if not worse. The night before that first party, the pledge boys were marched bare-ass naked through the sorority house during our first gathering. There were twenty or thirty girls in the room, and they had to line up facing us, with their hands behind their heads. Then they were told to get their dicks hard right there out in the open for all of us to see. One of the sisters brought out a tape measure and they all got their dicks measured, right there with everyone watching. Jesus tap dancing Christ. I'd be out of there. A couple of the guys seemed to like it, but most were super shy and embarrassed. I felt kind of bad for a few of them. Without knowing or asking, I was guessing Brian would have been among the embarrassed ones that night. Kind of like Misha was up on that stage. How did she handle seeing all of that? Rachel giggled. Once they came in, and we could tell they were naked, she hid her face and never looked up the rest of the night. She said that she had never seen a penis before, much less twenty of them at once. So, why is she doing all of this? It doesn't seem to suit her at all. I think it's a rebel against your parent thing. She argues loudly on the phone with them nearly every night. I can't tell what she's saying, but her tone is strong and defiant. Maybe it was my limited exposure to her, but I could not visualize tiny, 
timid Misha raising her voice at anyone. We had made our way back to the jeep. I drove her around and parked near the dorms. I guess I should call it a night. This was fun. She put her hand on my arm lightly. Anytime. Do you want to have lunch or something this weekend? Maybe. We don't have to rush things. All right. I wasn't trying to rush. I genuinely wanted to spend time with her. Walk me to the door. Of course. I put my arm around her as we walked across the street and up a narrow sidewalk. She stood in front of me and smiled. Thanks again. This was great. Her eyes sparkled at me as she spoke. I wanted to speak. Instead, I just leaned forward and kissed her on the lips. Good night. I said softly, lingering near her face. Good night. She winked and slipped inside. I waited until noon Saturday to message her. The sisters had her occupied for most of the next couple of days, so we had a late lunch on campus after class on Monday. We sat across from each other and away from most of the populace, talking and laughing. Tuesday morning, I was greeted with a hug. It was a yoga pants and hoodie day again. I wanted to kiss her as we waited, but held off, content to keep an arm around her waist. The sisters had kept them up late the night before again, cleaning and painting the basement as a bonding experience. Was everyone naked? I asked. I got a smack to the chest for my query. No, we weren't naked. Although now that you mention it, that might have made laundry night tonight a lot easier. I mean, everything else you guys seem to do is about nudity and sex. Why not painting the basement? You're such a guy. It was about doing a big project together, using teamwork and cooperation. That sounds like some of the stuff they preached at us during basic training. Motivating each other to get better at our drills, so the unit as a whole didn't suffer. We all just thought it was an excuse to make us do more push-ups. I never thought of that, but yet kind of like that. Sorority girls don't have exclusivity to smart ideas. Touché. She grinned. I paid for our coffee. That's twice in a row I've paid, just so you know. I kidded her. It doesn't matter now that we're dating. Oh, we are? That's what they think anyway. You just got to keep it up for another week or so. They say after four hours I'm supposed to see a doctor. Ha! That was pretty good. She laughed and smiled. So I'm told. Uh Uh-huh. No comment. We took our seats in the lecture hall. I made sure to not just stare at Professor Morgan all class long. Good job. You actually paid attention. Rachel chided me afterwards. I am capable of great things. Maybe. I'll be the judge of that. You got plans for the rest of the day? I'm done with classes today. I am just doing some homework and reading for tomorrow. Why? I thought I could come over to your place for a while after my last class. You want me to come get you so I can be seen again? No, I have a car. Just text me the address. Sure thing. I sent her my address and headed home. I did have some homework to do, and I got right to it. Luckily, it wasn't difficult, and then I puttered around throwing away water bottles and odd bits of trash. Fortunately, my military days had made me a generally neat person. I didn't know when Rachel would arrive. I was genuinely nervous. It had been a long time since I had been this nervous for a date. Or was this an actual date? 
A knock on the door interrupted my thoughts. I sprung to my feet and opened the door. Rachel stood there, still in her sweats and hoodie, smiling. Hey. Her voice was soft and timid. Hi. Come on in. I ushered her in, and we sat on the couch. She was quiet and shy, as if she was as nervous as I was. Why is this weird? She asked quietly. Because this is intimate. And private. And there's an unspoken implication when a girl comes to a guy's house alone. Yeah. She picked at her nails and barely looked up. It's still weird, though. I said, trying to get her to smile. I'm sorry. I wasn't all nervous and shy about this until you opened the door, then it hit me all of a sudden. Don't be sorry. You're allowed to feel how you feel. I was trying to reassure her. She looked at me nervously. I continued to smile and speak calmly. Look, I like you a lot. You're a sweet girl with a sense of humor that I enjoy. You're cute and I like having you around. If all we do is hang out as friends, I'm good with that. Zero expectations. She smiled at me. Thanks. That helps a lot. I'd been thinking about you and thought I was ready to, to do something tonight, but now I'm not so sure. All we've really done was kiss, and just the once. I was omitting our initial encounter. I'm not expecting to make the leap from there straight to hooking up. I smiled at her, trying to reassure her again. Remember, there are zero expectations. That sounds nice. She said, exhaling. Let's order some takeout and binge watch a series you like to watch, just like regular friends would do. If things change, we can talk about it then. I grabbed my phone and ordered some Chinese food. You want me to order you something drink? I don't have much here but water and some juice. Nah, water is good for me. I hit send and plopped down on the other end of the couch from Rachel. I handed her the remote and told her to scroll away. Your recents are all full of history documentaries and tita movies. Well, you see, I like history documentaries and tita movies. I knew you liked titties. Mine, Professor Morgan's, wet sorority pledges. Guilty on all charges. I said, especially yours. I winked at her playfully. She laughed and clicked past them. The history docs I guess I get. But in this day and age, if you want to see tits on a screen, why watch a bad B-movie when there's actual porn just as easily accessible? What can I say? Bad B-movies entertain me. The doorbell interrupted us, and I went to get our food. When I came back into the living room, I saw the opening credits to one of the movies she was teasing me about. Interesting choice. I said, setting the bags down and taking my seat. Spring Break Cheerleader Bikini Car Washington. What could go wrong? Not the worst thing you could have chosen. We ate and watched. She kicked off her shoes and curled up on the opposite end of the couch. She laughed at the stupidity of most of it. The scene changed to a women's locker room, and her gaze went to me. Booby alert. She laughed, looking right at me. Yep. Lots of them, too. So which ones are better? I paused to take in the scene critically. The tall brunette in the back. Her tits look natural and fit her body great. So not the lead bimbos? They're big, too. Really big. They are obviously fake. I prefer natural ones. I see. It isn't even about the size for me. 
breasts aren't perfect spheres that stick out like that. Bigger tits generally have some natural sag to them. Those just don't look natural. They're just not my thing. Good to know, she said with a chuckle. Bigger isn't always better. Bigger is also relative. You're like what, AC cup? I guessed. She nodded, giving me a strange look. I kept talking. Your size tits on someone who is six inches taller and thirty pounds heavier would not look very big at all. On you, they stand out because you aren't all that tall or thick around the middle. Rachel looked down her hoodie at her tits. Still, they could be a little fuller. They're great. They fit your body nicely. It works the same way for guys. It what? She stammered. I took a deep breath. I'm five foot eight and a hundred and sixty pounds. I don't have eight or nine inches down there. If I was six foot three and two hundred and thirty pounds, my dick would look small in scale. But I'm not, so it doesn't. Its size fits my frame, or so I'm told, anyway. She was quiet for a moment. So, how big is it? Really? That's the first thing you think to say? I mean, I've seen it and all, but I was just curious. I don't have a lot of experience to compare to. Twenty frat pledges doesn't count? I teased. She turned red and looked at her feet. I really didn't look at them much. I felt bad for them. I'm like six inches. I said confidently. Like six? She was smirking at me. Like close enough to six that I can say six inches and it's believable. You mean kind of like the subway footlongs that are only like eleven and a half inches? She smiled again. Something like that. I shook my head and grinned. We watched the screen for a bit. She kicked her legs out at me, planting them on my lap. I patted her ankle and rubbed her calf without thinking about what I was doing. It is kind of warm in here. She quipped. Is it? Do you want me to turn down the AC? No, just an observation. You are sitting there in that hoodie. It's comfy. She clutched her arms to her chest. I'm sure it is, but what it also is, is warm. She paused and looked around for a minute. I... I did something that I thought would be fun, but now I feel embarrassed about it. I was confused. She sighed and took a deep breath. When I was thinking about maybe fooling around, I... I wore something different. I grinned. So are you naked under there? I put on a serious face when she blushed deep red. I can get you a t-shirt or something to wear if you want to change. I'm not naked, but maybe close to it. She pulled her arms inside the hoodie and pushed it up over her head. She had on the thin white camisole top from the other night. She crossed and rubbed her arms nervously. I could tell that her nipples were hard, and I was certain she was braless under there. I see. I said, working hard to keep my gaze at her eyes. That is a nice surprise. Kind of corny now, huh? It's cute. I like it. She dropped the hoodie from her lap onto the floor. Her nipples hardened and pressed into the fabric. She rubbed the strip of her midsection that was exposed above her yoga pants. It's not weird? Weird? No. I'm flattered you though enough about me to take that step. I just wore the same clothes I went to class in. You look nice though, she said. And you look great too. Sure, you say that when my tits are practically hanging out. How's this for a compliment? I said. 
Your ass looks good in those yoga pants you love to wear. You dirty old man. She grinned. You wear those pants out in public. You had better expect people to look at your ass. We're not in public. And I'm not looking at your ass right now either. My logic was infallible. Only because I'm sitting on it. Details, details, I said with the wave of a hand. By now, the movie had ended. Rachel clicked around and put on a true crime series. Watching this is one of my favorite ways to fall asleep. I've heard of counting sheep, but counting serial killers? That's a little disturbing. I know. But it helps me sleep. Whatever works, I guess. She asked where the bathroom was, and I pointed it out. When she returned just a few minutes later, she sat beside me and leaned her body back against mine. You know, I like it when we're standing in the coffee line, and you put our arm around me. That feels really nice. The first time I did that, I didn't even realize I had done it until afterwards. Then I didn't want to move and draw attention to it. You have permission to do that anytime you want. Anytime? Yes. I put both arms around her waist as she settled her back against my chest. We stretched our legs out along the couch and lounged in silence for a while, watching the show. We made some random comments and jokes here and there, but for the next couple hours, we stayed cozied up together on my couch. The last episode of whatever season it was on ended, and the autoplay stopped. Rachel leaned forward and stretched her arms up and out. I watched her tank top rise slowly up her back as she did. That's a nice view. She laughed and put her arms down. Of what, my back? Yes. The way your shirt slowly slid up your back. More and more bare skin coming into view. Just enough to tease what might be on the other side. She smacked my chest, causing her tits to jiggle. You dirty old man. You're partially dressed and basically sitting in my lap. I'd say we're about even right now. I guess. She wiggled her butt on my lap. Silence ensues. Her eyes searched mine. I should get going. It is a school night. If you insist, I said unenthusiastically. Do you want me to stay? I'm enjoying the company. But if you need to go, I understand. I think I do. Dorms have a curfew. I never thought about that. Shoo. I waved my hand dismissively. I started to stand up. She shifted around and fell back into me, knocking me on my butt on the couch she landed with her ass right on my cock bulge. I wasn't fully hard, but after the conversations we had been having off and on, all night, it was well on its way. Well, hello there, she said with her eyes searching for mine. Sorry about that. Well, someone is excited tonight. She grinned at me wickedly. Kind of, but not all the way. Bullshit. I know an erection when I sit on one. I'm not fully hard, yet. I don't believe you. I pulled the waistband of my shorts out and invited her to find out. Would you like to check? She giggled and acted like she was going to reach into my pants. She stopped and stared at me. I'll take your word for it. She stood up and bent at the waist to grab her hoodie, leaving me with a front-row eyeful of her yoga-pant-clad ass. She seemed to realize what she was doing too late. Rachel popped back up and spun around quickly. Her tits swayed with the sudden movement teasingly. I didn't mean to do that. She was a little embarrassed. I couldn't help but laugh. 
I like how she could go from flirty and daring to shy and bashful in a matter of seconds. I didn't mind one bit. I see no panty line, so it is either a G-string or you went commando. Tonight. She stuck her tongue out at me, then turned sideways and pulled the side of her yoga pants down her hips several tantalizing inches. There was nothing but smooth, pale skin to be seen. Very nice. I smacked her on the butt. Hey! Sorry, I couldn't resist. Dirty. Old. Man. That's me. I walked with her to the front door. She pulled the door open, then turned and gave me a full-on hug. Thanks for tonight. Anytime. I put my hands on her hips and kissed her softly, but firmly on the lips. She froze for a few moments, but I maintained the kiss. As she relaxed and started to reciprocate, her mouth started to open up to me. My hands were sliding up her sides, under her top, dangerously close to her loose breasts. She tensed up and broke away. I've got to go, she said with a blush. I watched her ass as she walked to the stairwell. I saw her pull her phone out, then mine vibrated. Stop staring at my ass, you dirty old man. I was busted, but I didn't care. I was enjoying flirting with such a cute young woman. We kept meeting up before our Britlit class, but her other classes and her sorority obligations kept us from spending any alone time together until the party. The Friday before the auction party, I finished my classes and went to the library to check out a source for a history paper. There, I ran into, figuratively, not literally, Rebecca Morgan. She was talking to one of the library staffers. She had on a typical business skirt and blouse. Her large boobs strained the top without giving away too much cleavage. Her skirt was very tight though, accentuating her sexy hips and teasing her toned legs under the fabric. Hello, professor, I said politely. She turned and gazed at my face. I could see the wheels turning in her mind. There were several seconds of silence, and then she asked quietly. Andrew? That's me, I said with a smile. She put her arms out for a hug. Oh, my goodness! How are you? I felt her plentiful rack pressing into my chest. I closed my eyes. I'm doing great, just checking some sites for a paper. Greg Landers told me we were expecting you on staff this semester. Yeah, well, that's been delayed, I said, with disappointment in my voice. Oh, I'm sorry I hadn't heard. I don't usually pay attention to the bulletins they send out unless it is something from my department. What happened? It's a long story. I'm heading back to my office for a bit. Would you care to join me? I'd love to catch up. Sure. I just need to grab this source. The librarian came back, and I told her what I needed. Rebecca and I chatted for a minute as I waited, complimenting each other on looking good for our ages, that sort of thing. The kid returned with copies of what I needed, and I tucked them up under my arm. So, what are you working on? She asked. A paper for intro to American history. Really? You're taking a freshman level class? Four of them, actually. Oh, really? And the reason for that is... A part of the same long story, I said, turning to walk beside her. As we went across campus, I recounted the tale of my incompletes and needing to have grades to replace the eyes on my transcript. That is very odd. You'd think there'd be an expiration date on that kind of thing. 
I guess the schools should change their mascot from a lion to an elephant, since they never seem to forget. She laughed and put her hand on my shoulder. We had just reached her office, so I sat across from her at the fancy oak desk. I like this desk. Thanks. My ex-husband got it for me when I started teaching years ago. She frowned, so I dropped the subject. So what classes are you taking? Biology 101, Algebra, this history class, and... I paused dramatically. She leaned forward. Brit lit. Her green eyes seemed to bulge out. As in... My class? Yes, ma'am. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 a.m. I haven't noticed you. I usually sit in the far back row near the exits. Wow. Just. Wow. She laughed, giving me a flirty smile. I would have never guessed. So how are you doing in my class? All right, I suppose. I got A, B, and A, C on the first couple essays. I paused and shrugged. One of the students I normally sit beside takes great notes. She laughed and shook her head. Ah, slacking off, I see. I need a grade, not necessarily a good one. She laughed. Well, I was about to ask if you had plans for dinner tonight, but... You can't date a student? I chuckled. How about just catching up with an old friend? I guess that would be all right. My office hours are over at four o'clock today. Meet me at the burger bar at six? She offered, blushing a little. It was so cute. Sounds great. It's a... Nah. I cut her off, wagging my finger in the air. Deal. She laughed. I went back to my jeep and headed home. I felt a twinge of guilt once I thought about Rachel. We weren't officially dating, just pretending to for her sake. But I liked her a lot, and this felt a little like a violation. I sent her a text that I was having dinner with an old classmate to gauge her reaction. Her reply was to have fun, and she'd see me tomorrow. Feeling a bit better about the situation, I met Rebecca at the burger bar. It was on the outskirts of town away from the campus. We sat across from each other as we ate and had a great time. She told me about her divorce and her ex's recent passing. I told her stories from boot camp and my military travels. After we finished eating, she had a glass of wine, and I had a couple of beers. This was a lot of fun. I haven't gotten to talk with someone my own age since I moved back to town. Poor guy. No friends at all? I've made a few friends, but they're all kids. They haven't lived their lives yet like you and I have. I know. The other faculty members that I used to go out with have all left in the past couple years, so I feel a little alone at times. Well, as long as we aren't going to violate some ethics code to get you into trouble, we can be friends. That sounds great. She beamed. You can never have too many good friends. We clinked our drinks and drank them down. Wonderful. Here, give me your phone. She instructed me. I unlocked and opened my phone. She put in her number, and I sent her a text with my name. We finished our meal and I offered to drive her home. She giggled. Two glasses of wine isn't going to do me in. But I appreciate the gesture. Such a gentleman. You always were. I smiled. I tried. The nice guy act didn't get me too far, though. She reached out and touched my hand. I'm sorry. I remember you asking me out years ago once, right? She asked me that, as if I had ever forgotten.
Yes, once. You had just started seeing another jock. You were nice about turning me down, though. I am sorry. If I remember right, that one didn't last very long at all. Bad timing, I guess. She grinned. Something like that. Good night, Andrew. She leaned in and kissed me on the cheek before walking away to her car. I awoke the next morning to a message from Rebecca. Thanks for last night. I was having a bad day and you made it so much better. I'm glad to hear that. I got up and headed for the shower. As I was turning on some music with my phone, Rachel messaged me as well. Morning. What are you doing right now about to shower so I can run a few errands? A shower sounds like fun. Since I didn't have a fogged-up mirror to show this time, I took a picture of the empty shower stall. The camera caught part of the mirror, but all that showed was my arm and part of my bare chest. Nice view. See you tonight. I dressed and ran a few errands around town. I finished up by hitting the bank and the ATM. I pulled out some extra cash for tonight. I got much more than I usually keep on hand. I wasn't going to make Rachel give me the hundred like she was planning. Something told me to pull out some more, so I did, just in case. I walked right into the frat house this time. The platform out back was built up and added on to. I could immediately tell the pledges from the members. The guys were all in suits and vests, while the women were either in bikinis or cocktail dresses that showed off all sorts of tits and ass. In addition, they had little dollar sign name badges pinned to them. I spotted Brian in a crowd and gave him a thumbs up. His gray suit didn't quite fit right, and his hair was still a mess, but bless him, he was trying. I leaned against the wall and watched the people milling about. I saw Rachel across the yard, talking to Misha and little Miss Fingerfucker from the last party. Misha had on a very conservative blouse and long skirt, which was pretty but not sexy like the rest of the girls were aiming for. Fingerfucker was wearing a string micro-bikini showing off most of her nice tits, golden tan skin, and round-ass cheeks. The thin little strings and small blue triangles up top were barely covering her stiff nipples, and the one down below was not at all big enough to cover her smooth, plump labia. Rachel was stunning in a short, skimpy, purple dress with a deep, plunging neckline that displayed almost all her amazing breasts in the deep cleavage. The bottom hem stopped right at her but short enough that when she walked, the bottom of her ass cheeks would flash anyone who looked. I knew I would be doing quite a lot of looking tonight. I felt myself get hard almost immediately. They all had the dollar sign name tags as well. I discovered Fingerfucker's name was Julia. Rachel saw me and waved me over. There you are she said with a big hug. I relished the feel of her soft tits on my chest. She pulled away and my arms found their way around her waist almost immediately. You look stunning. I stammered, barely able to keep my eyes off her bouncing tits. I knew you'd love this dress. Every man and lesbian on the planet loves that dress. Thanks, she said with a bashful smile. Let's go over and pay for me. I let her lead the way. She looked over her shoulder to catch me staring at her ass cheeks as she walked. Figured you'd like that part too, she said, grinning at me. I can't complain. We went inside and found the fraternity president. Before Rachel could move, I handed him a hundred dollar bill. He told her to remove her name tag and he marked the back as paid and scribbled the amount. There. 
I'm officially yours tonight. Rachel beamed. Best hundred bucks I ever spent. I told you I was going to give you the money. She said as we walked away, producing a wad of twenties from somewhere and waving them at me. She didn't have a purse, and a dress that tight and flimsy certainly didn't have pockets, nor did she pull it out of her cleavage, like women sometimes do. I waved her off. Keep it. No. This was my idea. She was insisting. I'm paying. You can get coffee for the next couple weeks. She laughed. Fine. I still don't know where she kept the cash. We went back outside where Misha was now alone, watching the group of guys that Brian was hanging out with. Lucky you, getting to take that sign off, she said to Rachel right away. Rachel pulled her in for a hug. It won't be that bad, I promise. I looked over at Misha, and then at Brian, who was looking over our way again, though not right at me. I had, what I must say, was a brilliant idea. It will be all right, Misha. I consoled her. Rachel caught my eye and I winked. The announcement soon came for all the auctionees to line up on the stage. They had a parade first, each pledge walking across the stage and being introduced by name. Then, one at a time, they would go back up on stage and the auction would begin. It was a weird montage of fancy dresses and suits, with a couple of girls in skimpy bikinis mixed in along the way. The first guy went out and fetched a $250 price. The next one up was Julia, who went for over a thousand dollars to the frat president. No surprise there, Rachel whispered. Her little show last time definitely helped. Another guy went for three hundred. The next girl the same, and then another girl in a bikini sold for over seven hundred. The next guy, tall, dark, and handsome, went for seven hundred dollars as well. Misha was next. She shyly walked out and stood perfectly still, reminiscent of her wet t-shirt display. The crowd was quiet. Rachel squeezed my arm. Oh no. Please, someone bid. She whispered aloud. It was time. Two hundred. My voice echoed louder than I intended. Rachel's face snapped up to mine as soon as I said the words. What are you doing? She hissed. One of the sisters called out in objection. You already bought a date. Is there a rule against it? I asked. I have the cash. No one said a word. The frat president looked away from Julia's ass long enough to put his hands up and shrug. Fine. Rachel seemed upset. I patted her arm and whispered. It'll be okay. She didn't like it, I could tell. Misha covered her face on the stage not liking the extra attention or additional time she had to spend in front of a crowd of people. No other bids? The auctioneer asked, looking around hopefully. No one else made a sound. He shrugged. Sold to the old guy. Misha was walked off stage and led by the hand to where Rachel and I were standing. I handed her escort the cash and Misha took off her badge. Thank you, she said in her meek voice. Rachel gave her a hug, then glared at me. You realize you actually have to go out on a date with her too tonight. And now they're going to question if we're really dating, and I might get in trouble. I tried to reassure her. It'll be okay. Trust me. She wasn't buying it and was still visibly upset. A couple of people later, Brian went on stage. Much like when Misha was on stage, the crowd went quiet. One of the brothers jokingly bid a dollar. 
I elbowed Rachel lightly. By him. What? She said a little too loud. Bid two hundred on him. I handed her another hundred bucks. Why? Just bid on him, or I will. You want to explain that? She exhaled loudly and yelled out. Two hundred. The sisters and brothers looked around in dismay again. Brian's eyes went wide, and he stared at me. I tried to no-sell the whole thing. Are you sure? The auctioneer asked. Rachel just nodded. Anyone else? Silence ensued. Sold. Brian was escorted over. Rachel handed over her money and Brian stood there beside her kind of dumbfounded. Dude, I don't know. Brian muttered. Brian, this is Misha. Misha, meet Brian. I gestured between the two. Misha meekly shook his hand. Brian smiled awkwardly. Rachel's eyes met mine. I think she was catching on. Brian, why don't you take Misha over to the kitchen and get her something to drink? I suggested, staring him down and nodding. Sure, yeah? You want to? He asked her timidly. She blushed a little and they walked off together. What was that? Rachel questioned me as soon as they were out of earshot. I thought they might hit it off. She's not good in crowds, he's awkward and shy. Who knows? It might just work. You had this in mind all along? Not really. It came to me when I saw them both here tonight. So, you wasted $400 on a whim? If you want your money back, I'll give it to you. I'm not worried about the cost. I just want them to not face ridicule for a little while. Rachel turned and faced the stage, but she did lean back against me. We watched the last couple of pledges get sold for $100 each. The crowd dispersed. Rachel turned and smiled at me. I'm sorry. You were right, that was very sweet. She pressed her body into mine, face in my chest, and I kissed the top of her head. Brian and Misha came up to us almost immediately, each drinking some punch and clearly having a nice conversation. Misha looked at me and blushed. Brian spoke up. So, what do we do about the date? Well, Rachel and I were thinking you two should pair up for the evening. I said. Brian and Misha looked at each other and blushed at the same time. Rachel giggled immediately. Does that sound okay to you? She asked Misha. Yes, she said quietly. I patted Brian on the back. Be nice to my date tonight. Rachel leaned up and kissed me. I ran my hands up her sides lightly, feeling the sides of her tits as she did. That elicited a soft moan that billowed into my mouth. Someone is getting a little handsy. I can't help it. I'm a dirty old man, remember? Yes, you are. She laughed. She led me to the main room of the house, where the music was loudest. We danced together to a couple of songs. Rachel seemed to be putting her body against mine intentionally much more often than the last time we had danced together. I pulled her in close to me and cupped her ass in my palms. It's kind of crowded. Do you want to go somewhere for a while? She asked quietly. I nodded and we headed out the door. As we did, we passed Misha and Brian sitting side by side, smiles on their faces, talking about who knows what. Would you like to see my room? She asked, looking again like the meek, timid girl I first met. Sure, I let her lead me to her dorm. The building was mostly vacant, as we only passed one other girl in the stairwell on the way to Rachel's fourth-floor dorm room.
I enjoyed the sight of her ass cheeks playing peekaboo under her dress as she walked up the steps in front of me. Guys are allowed in, but only with the doors left open and not past midnight on the weekends. She answered my unasked question. I see. That makes sense. She unlocked the door to a typical tiny dorm room. There were two single beds against opposite walls, a couple of dressers and two narrow closets. There was a door beside the one we just came in that I assumed was the bathroom. I pointed at it. Bathroom shared with the next room? Yeah. It sucks. I'm thinking about trying to get an apartment next year. It is still better than a barracks. Fifteen sets of bunk beds with one locker room style bathroom on one end. Toilets side by side. No privacy whatsoever. That sounds awful, she said timidly. We sat on her bed facing each other. She looked nervously around. Well, this is it. Not bad. It is bigger than the old dorm I was in back in the day. I smiled at her. She looked uncomfortable again. Hey, it's just me here, just like last week at my place. No expectations, no pressure. She beamed at me. Thanks. Well, your master plan worked. You got me up in your room all alone. If you're planning on having your way with me, you better be quick. I'm supposed to be out of here by midnight. She laughed, then scooted over right beside me. She kissed me, darting her tongue out right away. I put my hand on her exposed thigh and she sighed. With any other woman, I would have moved much faster. But I held back, reading her cues. We made out for several minutes. She started to lean back onto her bed, and her movement drew my hand up her thigh to the hem of that very short dress. I could tell by the tenderness of the skin that my hand was just centimeters from her panties, if she was even wearing any. I let my other hand trail up her sides and closer to her tits. She cooed a little, and I cupped one breast in my hand, flexing my fingers around it slowly. Very nice. I whispered. She smiled at me up close. It's about time. You've been staring at them long enough. I squeezed her tit in my hands slowly a couple times, savoring the feel of it. The kissing got deeper, and she was moaning into my mouth. As I continued to caress her breast, I let my other hand inch up her dress, feeling the warmth of her pussy well before I made contact with her panties. She cooed as we kissed, and I ran my fingers slowly up the slit of her pussy over her panties. Rachel moaned as she broke the kiss. She stood up in front of me and slowly lowered her dress to the floor, leaving her in just a pair of tiny silk panties. I pulled her close and kissed her taut belly. Both my hands went right to her bare tits, flicking and toying with her nipples. I leaned up and sucked one into my mouth, while still playing with the other. She pressed my head into her bosom and let out a ragged breath. I switched nipples and felt her run her fingers through my hair. I ran one hand up the back of her thigh lightly. I squeezed her but kind of roughly, then worked my hand around her hip and made gentle contact with her pussy. The heat she was generating from between her thighs was powerful. I let my hand tease her folds, feeling the dampness spreading on the silken material covering her pussy. I felt her legs shiver as I hooked a finger under her moist panties. Her labia was slick, and my fingers slid between them easily. She gripped my hair harder, pushing my head down. I pulled her in and turned her softly onto her back on the bed. I kissed her lips, then dragged my tongue down her neck slowly. I planted soft, 
wet kisses all over each breast and on each nipple, all the while teasing her pussy with my fingers. I slid down her body, putting my face at her waist and tugging the tiny G-string panties down her sexy thighs. I saw her bare mound emerge from underneath the silk, glistening and begging me to kiss it. So I did. I placed light butterfly kisses all along her mounds, each one closer and closer to her swollen little bud. Then, I skipped ahead and lowered myself to plant my lips directly over her clitoris. She bolted upright and let out a loud, oh, sure, I whispered. Just lay back and relax. I used one hand to gently press her torso back onto the mattress. I started to lick up and down her slit, tasting her pussy juices and savoring them, using my thumbs to manipulate her lips and spread them wider to expose her swollen clit even more. She moaned low and shivered. I licked all around it, agonizingly slow. I wanted to just dive in and suck and lick her cunt with wild abandon, but the moment called for restraint. She cried out, please, shortly thereafter, and I began to lick and suck her clit earnestly. I eased a finger inside her pussy as I did, fucking her softly with it before adding a second to begin to beckon her to come hither. I looked up and caught her eye. She was staring down at me, face construed in ecstasy furiously rubbing her one nipple, while biting her lip. Sexy little moans and noises were escaping despite her best efforts to be quiet. Her hips began to gyrate. She was wet, as wet as any other woman I could ever remember. I had her pussy essence all over my mouth and chin. It was dripping down onto the bed. Suddenly, she grabbed my hair and shoved my face into her pussy heart. I felt her clamp her thighs around my head. She started to shake. Then her entire body tensed up, every muscle contracting at the same time. For ten, eleven, twelve intense seconds she squealed and quivered, her pussy convulsing on my face, coating it with more and more fluids as I continued to steadily suckle her clit. She melted back into the mattress. I lightly licked her pussy a few more times, but she was not responding. I could tell she needed time to recover. I sat up and observed my handiwork. Rachel's eyes were closed, and she had this goofy smile across her lips. Her tits swayed lightly with each deep breath. Her hips still writhed gently. I put my hand to my face and wiped a generous amount of pussy from my lips. That was fun, I whispered. Rachel didn't reply, she just reached out with her hand to touch mine. Suddenly, I heard footsteps down the hallway. Rachel heard them too sitting up in a hurry and scrambling to pull her dress back over her head. I watched, amused, seeing her boobs jiggle as she did. I stepped back across the room away from her just in case. A blonde girl in thick glasses popped her head in and grinned at the scene as Rachel finally got herself covered and sat back down. Hey. I heard noises and saw your door open. It's almost midnight. You don't want the RA to bust you guys, she said with a wink in my direction. Thanks, Beverly, Rachel said quietly, finally catching her breath. She disappeared, and Rachel stood up. You should go, she said, kissing me on the lips. She licked her own afterwards, no doubt adjusting to the taste of her own pussy on them. You want to come over to my place? I asked on behalf of my cock, who was rock hard and straining my slacks. I need to help clean up the party first thing in the morning. Another time, though. Soon. I pulled her to me and wrapped my arms around her. I held on tightly, 
pressing my body into hers for several seconds before relenting and grabbing the doorknob. Thank you for tonight, she said softly. My pleasure. Not that, she blushed and whispered low. I mean, I like that part too, but the whole auction and party thing. Thank you. Like I said, it was my pleasure. I headed down the hallway and down the stairs. The night air hit my face and the damp places on my skin felt intensely cool. I made my way to my jeep and drove home and stripped down to shower. As soon as I stepped out and wrapped a towel around me, my phone vibrated. It was Rachel. I'm sorry that you had to leave without any reciprocation. I wanted to go home with you. I want to have sex with you. But this is moving really fast, and I'm still unsure about it all. No need to apologize. I would never want you to feel pressured or uncomfortable. I had a great time before that, and I enjoyed doing that for you. I could tell. Your dick was so very hard when you left. It's still as I looked down at my half-hard cock in the mirror as I replied. Rachel went silent. I went about my night, grabbing some water and turning on Sports Center. The next day I finished up some assignments, including knocking out that history research paper. Rachel and I texted each other a few times, but the sisters kept her busy. Monday around lunchtime, I saw Brian and Misha sitting on a bench outside the library, holding hands and whispering in each other's ear. I took a quick picture and sent it to Rachel. I think we made a love connection the other night. How about you? She didn't reply right away, but that wasn't unusual. What was unusual was I didn't hear from her again the rest of the day. Tuesday morning, I waited outside the dining hall for Rachel. I saw several of her sorority sisters make eye contact with me, but she never arrived. I sent her a message to see if she was all right, but no reply was forthcoming. I waited until time for class, then headed across campus. I went into the lecture hall and took my usual seat in the back row near the exit. As the rest of the class began to fill in, I caught sight of Rachel in the front row, at the opposite end of the lecture hall. There could not be any more space between us and us still be in the same room. I scrolled through our messages, searching for something that would cause her to go so quiet so fast on me. We had the exchange Saturday night when I got home. We exchanged pleasantries and a couple of dumb memes Sunday and Monday morning. Then I sent her the pic of Misha and Brian. That was it. As Professor Morgan took the podium, I could see her searching the faces in the crowd. After a few moments, we made eye contact and she smiled. She dove into her lecture and I paid as much attention as I could. I spent most of the time watching Rachel. She didn't look away from Rebecca at all, seemingly determined not to look to where she had to know I was sitting. The class ended and before I could stand and grab my bag, Rachel had vanished out the door. Rebecca stood by the podium watching everyone, which was unusual. Normally she left as soon as her lecture was over. I walked down the steps to where she stood. Back row, right near the exit. You couldn't be less interested in this class if you tried, she said, feigning being hurt. It is not my strong suit, I must say. I said gazing over to where Rachel had been seated. Are you okay? You look a little distracted. Me? I'm sorry, I have a friend who I haven't heard from in a while. It isn't like them. Well, I hope your friend is okay, she said. Thanks. Me too. If you want to sit and catch up some more, come by my office one of these afternoons. 
I will definitely do that. And with another gorgeous smile, she was gone. The rest of the week was painfully similar. There was no further communication with Rachel at all. She continued to stay away from me during Thursday's Brit-lit class. My mind raced. I resisted the urge to call and text her. I didn't want to be pushy or clingy in her eyes. She didn't owe me anything, of course, but I sure did want some sort of answer. Thursday night, I had my first safe walk shift. I was paired with Parker, and he spent some time telling me some of the do's and don'ts went on as walk don't ask questions other than destination, remain professional, eyes on your surroundings, things I probably would have figured out on my own. We sat in the vet's center with the TV showing a ball game the entire time. A few of the others came and went throughout the night and I was introduced to a couple more of the members. The shift was uneventful, as I was warned it would likely be. I started to drive by the dorms to see if I could spot Rachel, but immediately decided that was a bad idea. Saturday night, I showed up and the vet's center for a safe walk shift. I made sure the phone was charged and on, then turned on the TV to some reruns. After a bit, Oakley came in and sat down across from me. She buried her nose in her phone and didn't say a word. She was again wearing camel pants, gray sweatshirt, combat boots, and the backwards baseball cap. After a bit she shifted and squirmed around in her chair. Are you all right? I asked. She didn't reply. I figured she'd respond if she needed something, so I went back to the TV. After a while, I stood, stretched, and went to the fridge to get some water. I walked around the room checking out the various bulletins and notices. When I turned to go back to my seat, I found myself standing directly behind Oakley. She had her phone sideways and I saw that she was watching girl-on-girl porn. I stood there, kind of dumbfounded. Why would she be doing that out in the open? I know you're back there watching, she said flatly after a minute, still not looking up. Sorry, that just caught me off guard. I know, she said, still not flinching. The scene on her phone was hot. I saw a close-up view of a young blonde's tongue lapping the slit of a bear, glistening pussy. As the shock wore off, I felt my dick start to harden. I tried to shake it off and went back to the sofa where I was sitting. Oakley was still looking at her phone, and she now had a hand down the front of her pants, not so subtly playing with herself. I tried not to watch, but it was like a car wreck. I couldn't look away if I tried. After several weird minutes— her masturbating and me watching, she stood up and walked over to where I was sitting. Wordlessly, she pulled her pants and panties down, exposing her very untamed bush. She then bent over the arm of the sofa, facing away from me, and jetting her butt out lewdly, legs spread slightly. Her ass was pale and slightly pink. Her fuzzy pussy lips peeked out from between her smooth thighs. She was clearly aroused and ready for sex. Spank me? she said loudly and directly. It wasn't a question, more of a demand, but spoken in her flat monotone. I hesitated, not sure if this was some sort of test or part of a weird hazing ritual. Smack. My. Ass. She said much more forcefully this time. I'm not sure why, but her tone was very intimidating. I reached out tentatively and gave one of her rosy cheeks a light smack. She moaned. Harder, she said louder, yet still in that unwavering voice. Smack my ass harder. I felt like I had no choice but to oblige her. Again. She demanded louder this time. 
So again, I smacked her rear and watched her butt cheek jiggle. She was swaying her butt back and forth slowly. I watched a bead of moisture roll down her labia. She clearly liked this a lot. Fuck me. Now. She spoke in the same unwavering, demanding tone, just louder now. I had gotten pretty hard by this point, and when I stood to drop my pants, she started rubbing her pussy furiously. I knelt behind her. I grasped her red and ass cheeks in my hands, kneading her flesh and letting my erection grow. I was having second thoughts about this. Put it in me. Do it. She demanded. I gripped her hips and put the tip of my cock against her pussy. She was so wet, I started to slide in instantly. I thrust forward, letting all of it sink between her wet cunt lips. She groaned. Fuck me hard. I did my best, pushing my dick inside her with as much force as I could. My body impacting against her ass to make a satisfying slapping noise. Faster, she said through her gritted teeth. Fuck me faster. I increased my pace. I was sweating. There was a sheen over my face to match the one on her ass. I repeated the motion over and over, fucking her with a fury I did not know I had. The only sounds were our heavy breaths and the hard smack of my skin on hers. Harder! She gritted through her teeth. Harder! Over and over and over I fucked my cock in and out of her pussy. The air in the room grew thick with the heat from our bodies. She started making these sounds, like a cross between a groan and a growl, animalistic noises that I can't say I had ever heard before. They got louder and louder until they drown out even the slap of our bodies. I felt her pussy clench down on my dick, and she reached under herself and firmly pressed down her clit. I was getting close and said so. She pulled away and pushed me onto my back on the couch. In one fell swoop, she had swallowed my cock down her throat literally gagging herself on it as I came. Burst after burst erupted from my dick, but she never relented, keeping my cock trapped between her lips the entire time, nor did she stop rubbing her pussy. I grunted one last time and felt my cock twitching the final pulses of orgasm. Oakley leaned back against the arm of the couch, gasping for air, tears running down her cheeks, and fingered her pussy hard and fast. She finished herself off, sending a stream of fluid from her pulsating cunt onto the floor. She reached over and grabbed her phone, and resumed rubbing herself, slower, but continuously, for the next several minutes, eyes glued to the screen. She came again loudly one last time, her body twitching and contorting unnaturally before she sat up and took a deep breath. She stood to pull her pants up without so much as another peep. I watched her wild pubic hair disappear under her plain white panties. She sat back down across the room from me again wordlessly, her eyes never leaving her phone doubt I went to the bathroom and cleaned myself up a little, grabbing some paper towels to wipe the puddle off the floor doubt we sat in silence the rest of the shift. When the next couple guys walked in, one surveyed the room, then smirked at me instantly. How'd he do Oak? he asked jokingly. Better than you, Willis, she said flatly getting up and walking out with her eyes still glued on the porn on her phone that I looked back at Willis, and he shrugged. Don't take it personally. She does that to all the new guys. I could tell my eyes were wide with questions. The other guy spoke up. She gets these moods and basically no one or nothing can stop her. I didn't. I stammered. Trust me, I get it. Willis said. We all get it. 
It's some sort of power play, taking back control or something like that. She was reportedly a good soldier but had a couple of experiences in Kabul that sent her spiraling. The therapy is helping, and she has gotten better in the past eight months or so. I? I guess. Don't beat yourself up about it. Oak's a bit weird, but harmless overall. Willis said that I grabbed my bag and left disgusted. I wish someone would have warned me about her. I felt like a first-class heel, having sex with this woman who clearly had more issues than I had known about. The rest of the night was quiet. Sunday, I did some reading for my history class, and not much else. I resigned myself that Rachel was not going to reach out. I felt very sad. Monday came and went without a word. Tuesday, I got to class early and watched Rachel come in and sit down up front again, not even glancing my direction. I sighed to myself and hung my head. Rebecca smiled in my direction when she started her lecture. My head was spinning. I don't think I heard a word, she said. Wednesday, I took another safe walk shift after class. I brought my tablet and did some homework while there. A couple of different guys popped in to hang out, making small talk or watching TV. Oakley came in to take over when I was done. She plopped down in her usual spot and did not say a word or make any eye contact at all. It dawned on me that she had never made eye contact with me ever, even when we were having sex. Quiet day. Phones on the charger. She never acknowledged that I had spoken. Have a good night. Thursday morning, I went and got my coffee alone. No sign of Rachel. Again, I noticed several of her sorority sisters glancing my way. Even the regular barista noticed. Just one today? I was asked when paying out. I got to class and sat in my regular spot. Once again, I saw Rachel slide in right before the bell and sit on the opposite side in the first row. I didn't really expect anything different, but I had hoped. It felt much like when I was dating someone, and then got orders to PCS somewhere else. Just the sudden jerk of your whole life changing on a dime. My first few weeks back had been spent with Rachel as a big part of it. Suddenly, in the blink of an eye, she was gone. I hung around campus instead of going home. I went to the library to read up on the next history topic and sat in the quiet for a while. There, I ran into Brian and Misha, sitting together against the window, talking in whispers. Brian waved. Misha looked embarrassed. Aren't you two sickeningly adorable? I quipped. Brian smiled. Misha blushed out we had a casual conversation for a few minutes. Then Misha blurted out. Why aren't you spending time with Rachel anymore? I wish I knew. Misha was her roommate. I was sure she'd have known the reason. She used to talk about you all the time. But since the party, she doesn't talk much at all. I'm worried about her. Me too, she hasn't said a word to me since the Monday after. We thought maybe you two had a fight or something. Brain chimed in. If we did, I don't know about it. I left them alone. Part of me still wanted to walk over to her dorm and just ask. I didn't want to be that kind of guy, the pushy, clingy, stalker white type who would not leave a woman alone. I still felt like there was something wrong and that talking to her would help that I decided to go see Rebecca in her office. She was working at her desk on her laptop. Hey you, she said, beaming. Come on in. I sat down across from her. She closed her computer and asked how class was going for me. We sat and chit-chatted for a good twenty minutes.
She laughed and smiled at me a lot. It definitely lifted my spirits. You feel like grabbing a drink later? She asked. Sure. My eyes came right back to her smile. I felt like a bashful high school nerd again. They've got a fun happy hour at Charlie's Cove. Two dollars frozen margaritas. Meet me there at like 6.30? You bet. As I headed back to my jeep, I thought about calling Rachel to check on her. This whole thing was weird. I wanted to know what had happened. Did I do something? Did she get in trouble for us being in her dorm room that night? Did the Beverly girl rat her out? Or did the sisters make her break it off? She had said she was worried about them trying to take me away from her dad. I settled on sending a text, like a damn millennial. I don't know what is going on here lately, but I want you to know I truly enjoyed being your friend. I won't bother you if you don't want me to, but I will be here if you need me. I took a deep breath and hit send. That would have to do for now. I met up with Rebecca at Charlie's Cove. She already had a drink in front of her. She looked great, wearing some tight-fitting jeans and pink blouse, showing off plenty of cleavage. She greeted me with a hug and a smile. You seem upset again. Is something bothering you? Is it me? She asked in rapid succession. No, still worried about that friend of mine, that's all. I'm so sorry. You know, you're such a sweet guy. She beamed. You always were. I ordered a beer from the cute, raven-haired waitress in the half-shirt and booty shorts that came to the table. I'm surprised you noticed back then. Of course, I did. You were so sweet and nice all the time, always holding doors open for me and things like that. A fat lot of good it did me then. Maybe, but it makes you a real catch nowadays. I'm not so sure about that, I said, taking a long drink and peeking at her deep cleavage. Sure, it does. You are being so sweet and polite, even trying to hide it when you look at my tits, she said with a wink. Sorry. I blushed, clearly busted. Hey, if anyone bothers to check out the merchandise these days, I take it as a compliment. You must get millions of compliments a day then, you are gorgeous. See what I mean, you're still too sweet. She took a long pull off the straw in her margarita. It's hard being an older single woman, seeing all these young girls run around campus half-dressed, tits and asses all jiggling about. I feel like I can't compete with all the exposed flesh we see these days. You don't need to keep up with anyone. True beauty like yours is eternal. She blushed and sipped her drink. The waitress came by, and I ordered us a couple more drinks. Without thinking, I glanced at the waitress round little but as it swayed away, cheeks peeking out from the hem of her tight shorts. It is a nice one, isn't it? Rebecca teased me. Damn it, I was busted again. I felt myself turn beet red. I'm sorry. Don't be. Rebecca laughed at my embarrassment. She's a cute one. It isn't polite to look when sitting with a pretty woman. Flattery will get you, well, a lot. She grinned out we talked for another hour or so. She asked about this friend I was thinking about, but I kept my answers short and vague. She got the hint and pivoted to talk about the safe walks. I think it's an amazing program. I used them a few years ago for a couple days when a student was harassing me. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have thought about any of the faculty calling them. One of the chancellors suggested it. The kid was off his medicine and raving about failing grades, even though I hadn't posted any grades for his class yet. 
He followed me to my car one afternoon and made some serious threats. It was creepy. She took a sip and paused. He ended up breaking into a dormitory and got caught trying to set fire to a vending machine. I saw some craziness in the Air Force once or twice. Guys cracking up, not getting leave to go home for a holiday or to see a sick parent, missing a birthday or anniversary, that kind of stuff. She nodded. He had been a nice kid when medicated, but for whatever reason, went off them. Well, if you ever need an escort for a night, feel free to call on me. I said, not realizing what those words sounded like until they were out of my mouth. We both started laughing a little too loudly. Oh, my goodness! She squealed. Your face is so red right now. I'm sure it is. I've been propositioned worse, I suppose. She giggled and reached for my hand and gave it a quick squeeze. Well, now that I'm thoroughly embarrassed, what do we do next? Another drink, or maybe order some fried pickles or cheese bread? Unfortunately, it is a school night. I need to get home and read some research papers. That sounds terrible. You have no idea. Just wait until the spring. We shall see. I winked at her. You know, one of my old TAs is in an 80s hair metal cover band that plays downtown sometimes on Friday nights. Do you want to go see them with me next weekend? Sounds great. Good. Then I will see you then. We stood up and she gave me a hug. I relished the feel of her body pressing against mine. Good night. She whispered. I watched her ass wiggle as she walked away. I found the cute little waitress and paid her. She winked at me as I left. That next Monday evening, I had dinner early at the dining hall and showed up to the vet's center for my shift. Parker and Wolf were there. You're early. Not much else to do today. You're always welcome to come hang out. Not too many do anymore. Thanks. Don't worry, there's no Oakley on the schedule tonight. Wolf laughed at my discomfort. Willis told us about it. Don't worry, man. She gets us all at some point. It isn't you, it's her. Parker looked at me more seriously. She's got a lot of shit to work, though, but she does try. I shrugged and sat down in the recliner to watch the news on the TV. Parker tossed me the phone at six and they left out I sat there alone for a while. I changed the channel and found a ball game to watch. Oakley came in twenty minutes later. She plopped down on in a chair across the room, watching her phone. She never acknowledged that I was there. I decided to try to be nice. I didn't expect to see anyone else tonight. I said, I'm not fucking you again. She said bluntly, That's not what I meant. I just... Never mind. Oakley didn't respond, just continued to stare at her phone. Awkward silence ensued. The quiet was cracked an hour later with the safe walk phone going off. I read the message and stood to grab a vest. Oakley never even looked up as I walked out the door. I jogged over to one of the dormitories as instructed. Mentally, I noticed that Rachel's dorm was just two buildings over. I stood in the doorway for a moment before a dark-haired young woman in a tight blouse and short shorts emerged. I immediately recognized her as the waitress from Charlie's Cove the other night. Hello? I'm Andrew. Where are we headed? My car. I'm headed to work. I'm parked in the F-lot. The F-lot was the newest, yet most remote parking area on campus. Well, let's get you there. 
I'm sorry to have to bother you tonight. I had a customer track me down here last week, and someone left a weird note on my car this morning, so I moved it to F lot and walked back in with the crowd of commuters across campus. No problem. That's what we're here for. We headed off. She asked how my date had gone the other night. I told her it wasn't much of a date, more just old friends catching up, but I that had a good time. Well, I could tell that Professor Morgan was definitely into you. You know her? Of course. I've taken a couple of her classes. I'm a world-lit major. I see. Of course she was, I thought to myself. You should ask her out again. She's such a wonderful person. It was nice to see her smiling and laughing like that. She deserves to be happy. We're going out this weekend. She is quite a woman. I said doubt we got close to the F lot, and she pointed out her car. That's me. Thank you very much. She said with a flirty smile and a wink. My pleasure. Good luck tonight. Thanks. And good luck with Professor Morgan. I smiled and watched her drive away before heading back to the vet's center. Oakley was still there in the same spot she always sat in. She had not moved it seemed. She wasn't watching porn tonight. Oddly, she was watching the same game on her phone that I had put on the TV earlier. I've got that game on the TV. I know. I'm not stupid. I put the phone back down and settled in for the rest of the night. When my shift was over, I stood and headed out. Have a good night. She didn't respond. I started to wonder why I bothered trying. I headed home. The rest of the week, my classes just came and went. Tuesday and Thursday were the same as the previous week. Rachel was there, but never looked my way, and vanished as soon as the bell sounded. I had resigned myself to never know the truth. Wednesday, I saw Brian and Misha kissing outside the science building. They were oddly cute together. Friday, I finished all my classes and went home. I decided to shower before going out. As it always seemed to happen, I heard my phone vibrate on the counter while I was showering. I checked it once I stepped out. It was Rebecca. What are you up to? I just stepped out of the shower. That sounds like a lot of fun. It could have been, but sadly, I was alone. Once again, I was sending someone a picture of the fogged-up bathroom mirror. LOL. That is an interesting picture. Are you hiding in the fog? Not sure about hiding, but I'm in there somewhere. What's up? Would you like me to pick you up tonight? Say eight o'clock? Sounds great. I'll be ready for you. I like the sound of that she sent me a picture of her blowing a kiss to the camera. I sent her the address and worked on getting dressed. I opted for some jeans and a polo, not sure what to expect. The doorbell rang and I scrambled to answer it. Rebecca was standing there, leaning on the doorframe like a model in a photo shoot. She had on a tight leather miniskirt and a long-sleeved, tiger-striped blouse that showed off some of her belly and enough of her cleavage to be very distracting. The lacy edges of a black bra poked out of the neckline of her blouse, teasing anyone who dared look. You look amazing, I said. I had never been more truthful. Thank you? She smiled. You clean up nicely yourself. Thanks. Shall we? She took my arm and we headed to her car a nice older model convertible Mercedes dot we flirted on the way there. I patted her arm, and she rubbed my thigh lightly a few times. 
I had a pretty good head start on an erection in my jeans. The tight denim helped contain him, but the bulge he created was going to be obvious. We arrived at the bar and parked across the street. The place was packed. There were no tables or booths available at all. We both got a beer from the crowded bar, then found a spot against the wall to lean on as the band took the stage. Rebecca settled in right in front of me, and I put my hands on her hips. She leaned back and whispered, I like this a lot. She wiggled her ass into me, grinding lightly on my hardening dick. The band walked on stage, and everyone cheered. They cranked up and kept the crowd singing and cheering, playing a great mix of Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, ACDC, and Poison. Rebecca wanted to dance, so we ventured out towards the mass of humanity in front of the stage. Rebecca was throwing her hands up and causing my eyes to follow her tits as they bounced around. Her hips swayed in perfect motion. I did my best to keep up with her, but she was on fire. Hair tussling about, as shaking back and forth. Her tits were rubbing against me at random intervals. Her smile and sparkling eyes made everyone else in the room vanish into the background. Her neck was shining, sweat glazing her skin. The band took a break and we all clapped and cheered. The house music system came on with a rock ballad and Rebecca grabbed my hands and walked me to the middle of the empty dance floor. I pulled her in tightly and stared into her eyes as we waltzed across the bar. You dance very well. I'm impressed. It's a life skill I was fortunate to learn many, many years ago. I'll be sure to thank your teacher one day. She leaned her head on my chest through the end of the song that we both had worked up a thirst and headed back to the bar for another drink. Rebecca chatted with one of the bartenders for a moment, another former student apparently, and we stood there at the bar watching the people. The band came back out, but we stayed in our spot at the bar. The music was a little less loud back here. Rebecca pressed her body into mine and whispered, You've been so hard all night. I just nodded. She subtly palmed my dick and rubbed it gently as the band finished their final song. After they took a bow, the members came out into the crowd to say hello. The tall lanky bass player saw Rebecca and headed over to put his arm around her. Professor! Glad you came out! He pulled her in tight. Grant! You guys killed it! Great show as always! Thanks! Can I buy you a drink? I'm all set. This is Andrew. We went to high school together. I shook his hand. She's great, he told me. Coolest teacher I ever had. Sexiest one, too. No argument from me, I said. Rebecca smiled and patted Grant on the arm. He gave her another quick hug. Got to go. More hands to shake and asses to kiss. And with that, he blended back into the crowd. Such a sweet kid, she said, watching him milling about. He was this quiet, mouse-a-thing his freshman year. Then he grew seven or eight inches and suddenly, the girls wouldn't leave him alone. I can imagine. You two seemed cozy. She gave me a smirk. Jealous, are we? Well, Grand is a nice guy, but I'm not really his type, even back then. Gosh, that was over ten years ago now. I didn't mean to insinuate anything. Don't worry, I'm not offended or upset. She kissed me on the cheek. Now, how about we go back to your place for a nightcap? I agreed and, in a flash, we were back in her Mercedes, heading back to my apartment with the cool night breeze blowing through our hair. 
When we arrived, she turned off the car and sat there, looking at me. Without warning, she leaned over and kissed me. It was not a gentle and soft kiss, but a hard, yearning one. Her tongue was searching out mine immediately, and her hands running up and down my chest. I ran my hand up her bare thigh and tucked my fingers under the hem of that very tight skirt. Let's go inside, she whispered, pulling her lips away from mine. I led the way, her on my arm, to the door. Almost as soon as we were inside, she had me up against the wall, her mouth assaulting mine. Her hands pulled my shirt up and kissed my chest. I pulled the shirt off and tossed it aside, leading her to my bedroom. Rebecca kissed me again, and I ran my hands up her sides and along the swells of her tantalizing tits. She pulled the top over her head and took my hands, putting them over her massive breasts. I kneaded and felt them up like a horny teenager. You like them, I take it? Then you'll love this. She popped open her bra and peeled it off her shoulders. I was mesmerized. The large, round, naturally plump tits in front of me were works of art. They sagged as they should at her age, but still looked fantastic. Her pink, hard little nipples stood out proudly. I toyed with them, and she cooed. I knew you were a tit man, even way back in the day. You never could keep your eyes off them. They're amazing. Yes, they are. She grinned mischievously that I brought my face down and began to suck one of her nipples. She pulled my head into her chest and moaned. I backed us to the edge of the bed and sat on it, pulling her to me and putting both her tits at a level for sucking and playing with. Rebecca cooed and enjoyed my ministrations, although I'm sure not nearly as much as I enjoyed them. As I played with her boobs, she began to slide the zipper of her skirt down, and it fell to the floor. She kicked her shoes off and stood there, topless, wearing just a pair of sexy, black lace panties. I stared at her body longer than I intended to. Seeing you stare at me like that makes me feel very sexy. You are more than sexy. I stammered. And you have too many clothes on. She attacked my belt and jeans, not relenting until I stood up to lower them from my body. Rebecca squatted down and yanked them to the floor with gusto. Before I could react, she was doing the same with my boxers. My cock bounced up and down in front of her as it was freed. She grasped it firmly, drawing it in between her waiting lips that I groaned, and Rebecca began to suck my dick like her life depended on it. Hard and fast, she pumped my rod in and out of her mouth, her hands stroking the shaft as her head bobbed back and forth. She paused to lick the length of it from base to head and cradled my balls. Then with a loud slurp, had her lips pursed around the base of my cock with me fully encapsulated in her warm, wet mouth doubt I grabbed her head and guided her up and down my dick at a pleasurable pace. She'd pause to lick my head and kiss the shaft from time to time, but otherwise she was relentless that I could tell it was working, too well in fact. To stem the tide, I pulled her to her feet and put her on the bed. I went for her panties to pull them down, but she stopped me. Lay down she said huskily. I got down on the bed with her, and she lowered her panty-covered pussy to my face. She pulled the gusset to the side, and I saw her glistening lips begging to be licked. I snaked my tongue up and out to meet her wetness as soon as possible. She put her other hand on my chest and ground her cunt into my face. My mouth found her clit, and I started to suck on it, flicking it with my tongue intermittently. She cried out and her hips swayed 
She slid off my face and seconds later was lowering her pussy onto my cock. I didn't even have the chance to savor the feeling. Hard and fast, she rode my dick. Her tits swayed in front of me, and my hands found their way to her nipples. She moaned out as I began to pinch and roll her hard nubs in my hands. God, yes, she said breathily. Fuck me. I watched my cock piston in and out of her pussy, labia stretched open to accommodate him. I could see through her skimpy panties that she had a small triangle of pubic hair directly above her clit. I rubbed it as she continued to fuck me as fast as she could. Her moans and sounds of pleasure had me getting closer and closer to coming. I bucked my hips hard. She sensed that I was close and pulled off my cock instantly. Not yet. You're not getting off that easily, mister. She peeled the panties off her hips and laid back against the headboard. Spreading her legs obscenely wide, she beckoned me. Now get down here and eat my pussy again. I happily obliged her, sliding up between her thighs. I relished the taste of her pussy. I licked up and down her slit, tongue easily sliding between her lips. I soon had her arousal all over my mouth and chin. I sucked her clit and ran one finger up inside her cunt. I fucked and sucked her, soon adding a second finger. She called out my name loudly and pressed my face in her pussy firmly as she came, coating my face in yet another layer of sweet sticky wetness. She pulled my face up and leaned down to lick her juices off my face, then kissed me deeply. Her tits were moving as she panted and caught her breath. She pushed my head back down and I licked and kissed her labia and clit softly, not sure how sensitive she would be. I resumed fingering her slowly as well. Are you ready to come? Rebecca asked me in between pants that I groaned out a reply, which caused her to get on her hands and knees on the bed and stick that round ass up in the air. I wasted no time mounting her from behind and relished the feel of her ass cheeks slapping against my body. She wiggled her hips and put her hand underneath her, fingers circling her clit furiously as I grasped her hips and fucked her hard and fast. I in short order, she cried out and came again, and that pushed me over the edge. Not having asked her ahead of time, I pulled out and shot arc after powerful arc of come up her back. The first blasts landed on the back of her neck. I watched the splatters of my seed pulled on the skin of her bare back in half a dozen places. Oh well, that was different. She cooed, reaching behind her to feel the cum on her skin, all the while grinding her ass into my deflating cock. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know if you were okay with me coming inside you yet. I said, slowly regaining my faculties. She laid on her front, put her head on her arms. I always like it inside, whether it's in my mouth, down my throat, up my ass, or deep inside my pussy. She purred. I'll make note of that. She sighed heavily and closed her eyes, a content smile on her beautiful face. I collapsed beside her and caught my breath. You made me come a couple of times. I can't remember the last time someone beside me made me that happen in one night. It was a lot of fun. She giggled lightly. Yes, it was. We should do it again in the morning before I need to leave. Give me an hour or so and we can do it again tonight. Easy there, tiger. I'm a little worn out. With that, she snuggled closer against my body and sighed deeply. She was asleep within minutes. I followed suit shortly afterwards that I woke up with the mother of all morning wood erections. As I gained consciousness, I realized I was on my back, 
with Rebecca cuddled up to my side and her head on my chest. She was still naked, her breasts warm and pressed firmly into me. She had one arm thrown across my chest and a knee bent, leg covering mine. Doubt I ran my hand down her back and cupped one of her ass cheeks. She stirred, leaning up for a quick kiss, then settling her head back on my chest. That's a nice boner you got going on there, she said, grasping my cock and stroking him intently. Mmm, was all I could say. I enjoyed her touch on my dick and squeezed her ass in unison. She pumped me slowly and steadily as I gathered my wits about me. I exhaled and Rebecca looked up at me. I want to suck your cock again. Do you want to eat my pussy this morning? Mmm, yes, I said. Rebecca kissed my lips and then spun around, straddling my face again as she lowered her mouth onto my cock. I kissed her labia and licked them slowly. This wasn't the furious pace she had used on my cock last night. We went at each other in a slower, almost casual way. She paused a couple of times to tell me how good my mouth felt on her wet pussy. She also spent much more time licking and teasing my cock rather than shoving it in and out of her warm mouth that I found her clit and sucked on it lightly. After a few moments, I felt her legs tremble. I ran my tongue up her slit and tasted the wave of fresh juices. She was breathing erratically, still licking and sucking my dick. You just came, I said softly. I did. Now I need you to come too. She swung her hips to the side and dismounted, all the while keeping my cock safe between her lips. She looked up at me and grinned, pumping my shaft with her hands faster and faster now. I want your come inside me. Come in my mouth. And she resumed sucking my dick faster and more intensely now. I watched her tits dangling, swaying with her motions. And without warning, my orgasm hit me. I flexed my hips hard and shot my load in Rebecca's mouth. She gulped and swallowed every burst, never breaking the seal of her lips around my cock head. She made a show of swirling come around with her tongue, then crawled up and laid beside me. That was fun. Yes, ma'am. I reached over and squeezed one her boobs rolling it in my hand. Can I use your shower? Only if I can join you. If I didn't want you to join me, I'd wait and shower at home. She popped up and I stared at that round but as she walked into my bathroom. I got up, dick fully flaccid for now, and paddled my way to join her. The water was steaming, and I slid in behind her. I soaped up her tits, and she washed my dick and balls thoroughly. She leaned in and kissed me, soft and passionately, stoking my cock the entire time. I had both her tits in my hands. I could have died happy at that moment. This is fun. She cooed. I love how hard you get. I replied by burying my face between her tits, kissing and licking every inch of skin I could. I slid one hand down her slick belly and felt the heat coming from between her legs. I touched her mound and slid my fingers between her folds. She moaned and licked her lips. I pushed two fingers inside her and pumped them in and out to match her hand on my cock we stood there, leaning on each other and getting one another off, shower spray cascading between us. I came first, spewing seed all over her hand, coating her fingers temporarily before the warm water washed the evidence away. I doubled down on making her come now, rubbing her clit hard and fast as she pressed her face into my neck that I felt her spasm again her legs twitching as she held on to my shoulders for support during her climax. 
We stood there panting together for an eternity afterwards. That was fun, I said, running my hands across her hips and kissing her. Yes, it was. She smiled, kissing me back. She washed herself for real this time, and other than me rubbing her ass and pinching her nipples a couple of times, nothing else exciting happened. She dressed and headed off, but not before we had a nice long kiss at the doorway. My hands started on her tits, and she backed away. I need to go. Maybe we can do this again. She said doubt I watched her perfect ass as she walked away. My dick was getting hard again already doubt I relaxed for the rest of the day. Rebecca and I texted back and forth some that evening, but she was out to dinner with some family, so we kept things, mostly, PG. Sunday morning, my phone went off early. Once I rubbed the sleep from my eyes and could see, I checked the message. To my surprise, it was Rachel. Can we talk? Of course. Do you want to meet somewhere? I'll come by in a couple of hours. Sure. I'll leave the door unlocked. My stomach dropped a little. I was happy to hear from her finally, but I was worried about what she was going to say. It ended up being noon before I heard the front door open. I stood up from the couch as she eased the front door open and timidly said, Hello? Hey you? Come in. She stood across the living room from me, clearly very nervous. She was clad in her favorite hoodie and yoga pants. My instinct was to go over and hold her, but I didn't think she would react to that well. Want to sit down? I said, pointing at the recliner. She sat quietly, her sad eyes never really meeting mine. She reminded me more of the girl I had met that first night at the frat party and less like the one I had become quite fond of in the subsequent weeks that I took a deep breath. I'm not sure what is going on here, Ratch, but I want you to know. She cut me off. Why did you have to fall in love with me? I was taken aback. I'm sorry, what? You texted me and said you were in love with me? I don't think I did. She pulled her phone out of her hoodie pocket and read out loud. You said I think we made a love connection the other night. How about you? What is that supposed to mean? I was talking about Brian and Misha. What? Her blue eyes popped nearly out of their sockets. I sent you a picture of them when I sent that. I took my phone out and showed her my side of the conversation, including the photo. Her eyes got wide, and her hand went over her mouth. Wordlessly, she showed me her phone, where no picture had ever come through. I... I thought... I thought you were trying to tell me you were in love with me. I wouldn't do that through a text. I know, but I saw that, and my head was spinning. I was confused and scared. Things were moving too fast. She slumped back into the chair and started crying softly. Rachel, you are cute and a lot of fun to be with. But I've only known you for a few weeks. I know, but I thought... You said... She sobbed into her hands. Hey, it's all right. Come here. I stood up. Gingerly, she got up out of the chair. I only took a couple steps before she threw her body at mine. Her arms went around my chest, and I held her close. She was breathing raggedly, still crying. Just having her talking to me again felt good, after what felt like hours, but clearly wasn't. She looked up at me, her pretty eyes shining wet. I'm sorry. I didn't know what to say and I got overwhelmed and my mind was racing. I'm sorry that there was a miscommunication. Me too. I've missed you, she said, squeezing me tightly. 
I miss you too. Coffee in the morning wasn't near as much fun without you. And Morgan's class was torturous. She sighed. It was so hard not to look up and see if you were there. I was. I saw you, but since you had chosen to ignore me, I didn't feel like making you uncomfortable in front of a couple hundred people. I led her over to the couch and wiped tears from her cheek as I sat us down. She leaned into me, and I pulled her into my chest. Can you ever forgive me? She asked quietly. Of course. You didn't do anything needing forgiveness for. I treated you pretty bad. I'm just glad you are okay. I was very worried about you. She pulled out her phone. And that last message you sent was so sweet, and that made the whole thing even harder to deal with. None of the sisters could figure out what you meant. I have noticed a few of them giving me the side eye. I'm sorry about that. I had to talk to someone about you. And Misha has been all wrapped up in her and Brian that I didn't want to bring her down any. I saw her and Brian at the library one afternoon. She mentioned you hadn't been talking much to her. He's so cute with her, it's almost sickening. He seems like a decent kid who wants desperately to fit in. Kind of like me at that age decades ago. I forget how old you are sometimes. I prefer experienced. I bet you do, old man. You forgot dirty. I was being nice. You haven't been a pervert so far. She sighed and leaned into me deeper. She was so comfortable there on my chest. It felt nice. I closed my eyes and for some reason, I saw Rebecca's sparkling eyes in my head. And the room started to spin out I began to think about the internal struggle I had been mentally avoiding up until now. Rachel or Rebecca? Rebecca or Rachel? Rachel was a sweet kid, and it was fun to flirt with her. She was a little shy and insecure about herself like a lot of women are at her age. She had a sharp wit and was cute as hell, with that tight, youthful tone to her body. But Rebecca was the girl I lusted after in school, now in adult form. She was outgoing and very confident, things I appreciated. And her body was still amazing, full-figured and tender. She wasn't afraid to say what she wanted or take charge. I found her to be a lot of fun and very sexy, honestly. I could see myself falling for both of them, but obviously, despite what porn tries to teach us, I wasn't going to be able to be with both of them. I guess I had tensed up. Rachel noticed and leaned up to kiss me softly on the cheek. Are you okay? You went quiet on me. I'm sorry, I'm just processing, I guess. She kissed me on the cheek again. That night, in my room, that was the first time, first time anyone ever made making me come the most important thing. She whispered in a low voice. That's how it's supposed to go. You focus on your partner's pleasure, and they focus on yours. The guys my age don't do that. Yeah, I know. The good ones figure it out eventually. I had never gotten so wet before. I thought. I thought that I had peed myself or something. From what I understand, that's a normal reaction if you aren't used to it. I guess not. I've had an orgasm before but nothing like that, ever. Well, I am glad you enjoyed it. I've always been so nervous about sex stuff. It takes time. Time to figure out what you want and what your partner wants. I'd really like to do that again with you. I didn't get a chance to answer. There was a knock at my front door. Rachel looked at me and I shrugged out I went to answer the door. 
standing there in a skin-tight t-shirt and low-rise jeans, was Rebecca. Before I could speak, she was kissing me, pushing me into the living room. Rachel gasped. Rebecca's eyes went wide as she looked at her. Rachel? she asked, her voice full of surprise. What are you doing here? Rachel cried out in anguish. I... I thought I'd come by and surprise you, Rebecca said, looking at me. What is going on here? I froze. My eyes shifted between the two of them, and I couldn't move. Rachel looked back and forth between the two of us, eyes wide and her bottom lip trembling. No, you didn't, please, no, please, she said, whimpering. I guess the look on my face gave away the answer. You fucked my M.O.M. She screamed at me, doubt I had done what? Rebecca gasped. Rachel fell back onto the sofa in hysterics. Rebecca ran over to her and tried to console her. Rachel pushed her away. Rachel, darling, I'm sorry. I didn't know he was the guy. My shock started to wear off. You, you're her mother? Rebecca shot me a glare, as if I should have figured this out already. I went into my bathroom and washed my face. I stared into the mirror, shaking my head. Rachel is Rebecca's daughter. Rebecca is Rachel's mom. Why hadn't they told me? What had I done? I heard yelling and went back out to find them standing and screaming at each other. You didn't tell me this guy was so much older than you. Rebecca cried out. You didn't say he was one of your students. Rachel shot back. We're the same age. We went to school together for goodness sake. And you. Rachel turned towards me as I re-entered the room. How could you? I. I didn't know. I am so sorry. You never told me you were hired to teach next semester. You never said Professor Morgan was your mother when you teased me about checking her out. Rebecca blushed. And you never mentioned your daughter was a student. I said. You never mentioned you were seeing someone else. The three of us stood there, glaring at each other. There were so many emotions going through my head. Guilt, anger, shame, hurt, just to name a few. I can only imagine what they were feeling. I can't do this. I need to go. Rachel said suddenly, heading for the door. Wait. Rebecca grabbed her hand. We can talk about this like adults. No. I can't believe I thought you loved me. She jerked her hand away violently. I do love you, Rachel. Rebecca said softly. I was talking to him, she yelled. Both women glared at me now. We had a misunderstanding, I said softly to Rebecca. And so instead of some co-ed, you chased your professor? Rebecca accused that I put my hands up in front of me. Whoa, 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 I didn't chase you. You asked me out? And you went along with it? Rachel screamed. You had basically ghosted me and you were pretty clear that us dating was all for show. At first, but not after that night in my room, oh lord, did you have sex with my daughter? Rebecca asked. Not exactly. I stammered. He went down on me. He ate my pussy in my dorm room. Are you happy now, mom? Rachel said, her voice full of poison. I turned red. And of course, you two did more than that, she accused, looking right through me. Rebecca turned and looked away. Let's sit down and listen to each other for a minute. I went into the kitchen and grabbed a couple bottles of water. Rebecca followed me in, and I handed one to her. 
I pointed the other at Rachel. Please? This is hurting me too. She sighed and sat down across from her mother. I looked back and forth between them. Other than the shape of their eyes, there wasn't much resemblance in the faces. They had different noses, cheeks, chins, and lips. I had to assume Rachel looked like her dad. I took a seat between them. I know I wasn't totally forthcoming with either of you. And for that I am sorry. Rebecca reached out and squeezed my hand. I didn't tell you about Rachel because we've never had the kind of relationship that I wanted us to have, and it makes me sad. She said, tears running down her cheek. She turned and took Rachel's hand now. At dinner the other night, I didn't give you any details about my date because you were still so sad about the guy you had been flirting with. In a million years I wouldn't have guessed they were one and the same. Rachel finally spoke. I didn't tell you she was my mom because, well, I always thought she was ashamed of me. And although it was fun to tease you about it, I've always been very jealous of the attention she gets, even from guys my age. I didn't think that as soon as I stopped talking to you that you'd run out and bang your professor. It wasn't like that at all. We ran into each other at the library. I even told you I was having a drink with an old classmate to catch up. You could have mentioned it was her. I could and probably should have. But I was getting mixed signals from you and wasn't sure how you'd react, so I kept it vague. I could tell something was wrong. Andrew told me the other night was he was concerned about a friend. I thought it was sweet that he was thinking about someone else. We sat there for a few moments, looking back and forth at each other and taking deep breaths. Rebecca broke the silence. Rachel, darling, I'm so sorry. I never wanted to hurt you. Me too, mom. This is just so. Strange. Awkward. Uncomfortable. I said. Yes, they shouted in unison. That broke the tension some. Rachel stood up. I'm going to go. This is a lot to process. Rebecca did too. I'm going as well. She looked at Rachel. Maybe we can go somewhere and talk. Rachel nodded. I watched silently as they left together. They seemed okay with each other for now, which really was the bigger concern. If I was to end up with one, and the other wasn't accepting, it would continue to hurt us all and damage the relationship that I sat down and closed my eyes. I saw Rachel, laying nude on her dorm bed right before I went down on her that night. Her nice plump tits, smooth hairless mound. Her nervous and timid body language. Then I saw Rebecca, her glorious rack exposed to me the first time. I relived the slickness of her cunt as my cock slid inside her. They were both sensual experiences, yet totally different. One very innocent, needing to be led and directed. The other, very aggressive and forward, leaving no doubt as to what her desires were. That was equally sexy and appealing. I knew there would be lots of odd conversations to be had in the coming weeks. But I knew the one that I needed to have first. I sent Greg Landers a text that I needed to talk to him. He told me to come by after class on Monday. I was preoccupied during my classes on Monday. Brian cornered me after biology lab to ask if I was okay. Dude, you're pale as a ghost. He told me. Are you sick? Nah, I'll be alright eventually. You sure? Is it the girl? I shook my head. I appreciate it, man, but I'll be good. He patted me on the shoulder and left me alone. I made my way to the admin building and to Greg's office. 
Gloria smiled and let me in. Greg closed the ledger he was writing in and pointed at the chair. So, Andrew, what's going on? I took a deep breath and just started talking. I told him about bringing beer to a frat party. That I had been seeing a co-ed. I left out the intimate details and that the co-ed was Rebecca's daughter. I told him I had gone out with Rebecca a time or two. That one caused him to raise an eyebrow at me. I know, I know. This isn't easy for me. He leaned back in his chair. I know. Look, the co-ed thing isn't really a big concern right now. Technically, you're just a student, and as long as everything is consensual, there's no real ethics conflict there. He stopped to think a moment. Now, if you're still seeing her come next semester, there will be some conversations to be had about making sure she isn't enrolled in your classes, including her other close friends or roommates as well. He paused, choosing words carefully I gathered. Professor Morgan. That is a different thing altogether. Suffice it to say I strongly recommend you not see her socially the rest of the semester. I figured that part. I just don't want her to get in trouble either. Look, it violates the ethics code for sure, but knowing her, and you, I'm assuming there was no grade manipulation or quid pro quo. I shook my head. Nothing like that. Not at all. Good. She certainly isn't the first faculty member to have gone out with a student. Factor in your proximate ages and that you were classmates, I doubt she would face any real sanctions should this be officially reported. That's a relief. I said. Is that it? Mostly. The rest of it is just personal drama. I can figure it out. Just be careful. You don't want any personal drama hanging over your head in the spring. It's going to be enough to handle just dealing with your classes. I took a deep breath and nodded. He was right. I had to figure this out before January so I could focus on my new career. We shook hands and I headed home. I checked my phone out of habit several times that night. I was so accustomed to getting messages from either Rachel or Rebecca in recent weeks, the complete radio silence was disheartening. I didn't know how to break that ice. I hoped they would at least talk to each other about this. I didn't want to be the reason that their relationship got worse. Tuesday was probably the worst day I have had in many years. I got to campus early as usual, then sat in my jeep, wondering what to do and where to go. I didn't want to run across Rachel if I could help it. I opted to skip the coffee shop in the dining hall. I wandered into the vet's center, remembering there was a coffee maker there. The room was quiet. The TV was off, just the hum of the refrigerator keeping it from being eerie. Unsurprisingly, Oakley was sitting in her spot, in basically the same outfit as usual she wore sneakers rather than combat boots today. Her eyes were once again glued to her phone. She gave no indication she even knew I was there. Dad, I went over and poured myself a cup of surprisingly fresh coffee. Did you make this? It's good. I said aloud. I might have well been talking to myself. I stood there, sipping away, counting down the minutes until I needed to leave to be in class on time. With just a few minutes to go, I headed to the door. Thanks for the coffee. See you later, Oakley. I said. Of course, she didn't reply. I crossed the square and slid in the side door of the lecture hall with just a minute to spare. I could see Rachel down in the front row again. I sat in my usual spot and slid down to keep as low a profile as possible. The TA started the lecture. After about fifteen minutes, 
I began to wonder where Rebecca was. The TA never slowed down, transitioning from topic to topic, then assigning the reading for Thursday. As class ended, I looked to where Rachel was. She was standing still, eyes seemingly locked to where I stood. I forced my legs to move and walked down to her. Hey, how are you? I asked. Been better. She said flatly. Where's? I paused. I didn't want to call her Rebecca and seem too casual. I didn't want to say, your mom and reopen a wound. The professor at? My grandmother fell down her porch steps and broke her hip last night. She's in the hospital. Mom went to see her. Oh no. I'm sorry to hear that. Is she going to be all right? I felt bad for her. We think so. The doctor says she and might need surgery to reset it. That's awful. Are you okay? Rachel took a deep breath. Yeah, I have a big presentation this afternoon, then I'm driving up there. I just thought you needed to, you know, hear it from one of us, so you weren't thinking that her not being here today had anything to do with our situation. I appreciate you thinking to tell me. Please tell her I am sorry. If there's anything I can do, please let me know. I think we'll be good, but thanks for that. We stood there in an awkward silence for a moment. I wanted to give her a hug, but I froze. She looked me right in the eyes, past my pupils and straight into my soul. Well, goodbye, she said, with just a wave of her hand. Bye, Rachel. I watched her leave, still kind of in a fog. I didn't have much classwork to think about for the next day or so. I started to head to my jeep, but then decided to go to the vet's center. I thought I might sign up for a couple safe walk shifts to keep my mind occupied. Not surprisingly, no one was around but Oakley. She was in her usual spot, doing exactly what she usually did, stare unfalteringly at her phone. Hey Oakley. I said to her out of politeness. Naturally, she didn't respond nor acknowledge my presence that I found the schedule and put myself down for the next couple evenings. There were no other names on for those times. I was hoping there would be. Maybe I'd watch a ball game or something that I pulled my tablet from my bag and plugged it into charge. I figured I'd just hang out here for a while instead of going home. At home, I was assured of being alone. Here, there was a chance of someone to talk to coming by. Plus, the dining hall wasn't very far down I sat and flipped on the TV. There was a news report about some flooding up north. Damn, that looks bad. I mused out loud. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Oakley had spoken. I was stunned. She continued. There's another severe weather system heading their way in two or three days. That's terrible. I hope people know that and can get somewhere safe. My comment was met by silence. I shrugged it off. I had gotten some reaction out of her that almost felt like an accomplishment. I'm going to go grab something to eat from the dining hall. You want anything? Oakley actually looked over at me, a weird expression on her face like she was studying me. I saw her bright eyes for the very first time. She didn't say a word. After ten good seconds, she went back to her phone. I took that as a no and headed to the door. I walked over to the dining hall and decided to see what was in the hot line right now. They had some brats and mashed potatoes ready to go, so I got myself some to go and grabbed a couple cans of soda. At the checkout stand, I saw some banana nut muffins, wrapped in plastic wrap, so I grabbed a few of them as well, 
When I got back to the vet's center, Parker was there pouring coffee into a thermos. Davidson, how goes it? Heard you had your first walk already, and it was a solo. Yeah, no big deal. It was easy. Good. Some of the others have been a little nervous about talking to strange women in that situation. Good to hear it wasn't uncomfortable. Funny thing was, she had been my server at a restaurant like the day before, so we had something to chat about. He smiled. Nice. Always good to get that first one done. Looks like you're on your own tonight. Hope it's a quiet one for you, with midterms jumping up on us all. We'll see. He grabbed his thermos and waved as he exited. I opened my to-go container and stabbed at the mashed potatoes, then cracked open one of the cans of soda. Oakley looked over at my meal for a second, before retiring to her phone. Brats and potatoes. They're not bad. Do you want some? I got a couple of banana nut muffins too if you'd rather have one of those. I talked to her like I would to someone who might actually respond to me, rather than give me the empty look and silence my offers were greeted with. When she looked away again, I went back to my food and ate in silence. I sent Rebecca a message that I had heard about her mom and was I sorry. It took several hours to get a simple reply thanking me, but that was something at least. Friday night, Oakley and I were on shift together. I was sitting at the table near the fridge doing some homework. The TV was on an all-news channel. The next story was something about humanitarian conditions in Afghanistan after the U.S. troop withdrawal, and Oakley snapped her head up instantly. She watched quietly her eyes big as saucers, soaking in the images flashing on the screen. The reporter was talking about human rights violations, and I could see Oakley visibly shaking that I went and grabbed the remote, musing out loud about finding something else to watch. And oh, she yelled out suddenly. I jumped at the crispness and inflection of her voice. Okay. I can leave it here. Her gaze never wavered from the TV during the rest of the two or so minutes the report lasted. But in that time, I watched her eyes turn several shades of red and tears fell silently down her cheek. Hey, are you okay? I asked softly doubt I didn't expect an answer but hoped. Her reaction was way out of left field. I didn't know what to do. She just sat there, silent and unmoving. She was almost in a trance. The clip was long over, but her gaze never strayed from the screen. After a long while, she stood up and quietly said, I'm leaving. And she left. I sent Parker a message summarizing what had just happened. I told him I was genuinely worried about her. He said he'd check in on her shortly, and that was the end of it. Saturday night, I was back in the vet's center. Oakley's name was on the schedule too, but it had been blacked out. I sat there quietly, doing some reading for Rebecca's class. Parker called to check on me. There was another frat party going on tonight and he wanted me to be ready. I'll be good man. I told him. Almost as soon as the call ended, Oakley came walking in. She looked much the same as always and took her customary seat. She wasn't looking at her phone this time, just staring across the room at the wall. Hey Oak, I said, trying to act normal. I didn't expect a reply and went back to my reading. About a half an hour later, nearing the end of my shift, Oakley broke the silence. Thank you. She said quietly and softly doubt I was stunned doubt I looked over at her. She wasn't looking my way, but I could see her eyes darting back and forth. I pondered what to say for a moment. You're welcome. 
The safe lock phone went off. I grabbed it and the vest. Oakley watched me moving. I paused at the door. Oakley, do you want to walk with me? She didn't respond, but her eyes met mine again. All right then, I'll see you in a while. I was three or four yards out of the door when I heard her footsteps running to catch up with me. We walked side by side in silence to the same frat house I had once met Rachel at. I recognized the sorority sister standing outside with one of the pledges. She looked at me as we approached and did a double take. She told me which dorm and room number to take the pledge to and that she was high on something. Oakley took the girl by the arm and steadied her. The pledge's eyes were bleary and red and rolled back in her head more than once. The scene worried me. What was going on in there? Was Rachel inside? And what was happening to her there? I was preoccupied on the short walk to the dormitories. The girl stumbled and nearly fell several times. When she finally succeeded, I ended up picking her up off the ground and carrying her the last few hundred yards. It was just going to be faster that way. Oakley remained silent but watched intently. Wait here. She said flatly when we reached the dormitory doors that I set the girl on her feet and Oakley gingerly led her inside. I stood by the doors, watching people walk back and forth for nearly twenty minutes. Oakley reappeared and we walked back in silence. Inside the vet's center, I gathered my stuff to head out, as Willis and Norton were there waiting. Oakley plopped back down in her chair. As I exchanged pleasantries with the others and prepared to leave, Oakley spoke up again. Good job, Davidson. I paused. Thanks, Oakley. Have a good night. I exchanged shocked glances with the other two guys before leaving Dad on Monday morning. Parker called me before class. Hey, the guys said Oakley went with you on a walk and told you that you did a good job. You don't know what a big deal that is for her to do. It's been a couple years since she interacted with anyone really. I don't know why she did. It was just a short walk from the frat party to a dorm. Well, just know, that's a big deal. Whatever you've done, it has helped her. Thanks. I hung up and went to class feeling pretty good. After that, the rest of the semester droned on. Britlit became a chore to get through, and I was seriously considering just skipping the final. I didn't need a good grade, and I was looking at A's in my other three classes. Rachel continued to stay away from me during class, although she would occasionally look my way as we settled in our chairs. Rebecca did the same for the most part. I had resigned myself to the fact that neither of them would be talking to me again. Oakley didn't say much else to me, though I continued to try, greeting her every time she or I entered the vet's center. I was doing a shift about every other night, and the center proved a great place to study, quiet enough to get down to work easily, yet with just enough noise and interruption to keep the silence from getting eerie. Greg set me up with one of the other modern language professors to help me start to work on my syllabus and get a head start on next semester. He was in his mid-eighties and had been teaching French there for over fifty years. I spent an afternoon a week in his office combing through old lessons plans and drills that I could adapt and use myself down the road. During Christmas break, I popped in to visit my sister. We talked uncomfortably on my childhood porch for a few minutes. Her husband was on disability for his bad back. He wasn't home, and I was told spent most of his time playing poker at a private club the next county over. I promised to come by again and get to know her kids, my niece and nephew, a little better doubt I ended up with AC in Rebecca's class. 
Greg and I met and went over my employment details again. I signed a contract and was given keys to my new office. Of course, my office was not in the building where I would be teaching and spending much of my time, but in the basement of the library. I saw my class lists and was relieved to see that I only had a handful of students in each one. There was a faculty mixer a week before classes began. I wore a new polo shirt with some slacks, the minimum standard dress code for my new position. To my surprise, Rebecca was there. She and I made eye contact, but neither of us approached the other right away. She had on one of her teaching outfits, a long skirt and a button-up blouse. She looked amazing as usual. She was fidgeting with her nails. I decided the time was now. You look great. I sat as I approached. She blushed a little. I was wondering if we could be friends again. It's been hard. I'm sorry. My mom isn't doing great, and I've been stressed. I didn't need to add anything to that. Of course. I understand. I just hoped that we could clear the air at some point. Maybe. It's still a little strange to think about. Yeah. I nodded. Hey, I just wanted to say hi. We stared at each other silently. Are you ready for all of this? She asked. I think I am. I met with Dr. Brookshire several times before semester break. He helped me prepare quite a bit. Good. More silence. Did Hayes stick you in the basement of the library? They did, I said with a shrug. I was down there for several years before an office in my building was available. It was so cold down there all the time. I nearly froze to death. I was warned to buy a space heater for the winters. Or three. She sipped her drink. How many classes are you teaching? Six. Three Russian and three Mandarin. That's quite a lot for a new professor. It could be, but the biggest class only has seven students. I think it won't be too bad. Oh wow. Those are small numbers. Once you're off probation that will be a problem. Greg told me that there would be some leeway seeing as how they had never offered these class before. Some of my upper level classes are normally single digits. I took a long drink. The small talk had seemed to die off. So I hate to ask, but do you know if Rachel is alright? I still worry about her sometimes. Rebecca sighed and took a deep breath. She is doing okay. She paused again. A funny thing, after our little confrontation at your place, she and I have been talking a whole lot more, every day basically. We're still not as close as I would like for us to be, but it is leaps and bounds better than it was before. I am happy to hear that. I really am. I sighed in genuine relief. Thank you. It's been good for my heart. She beamed out we found a table to sit at. I caught Greg's eyes as he milled about the room. Rebecca just waved at him. I... I told Greg what was going on. What? Why would you do that? Her voice was angry. I didn't give him any details. But I didn't want there to be some sudden revelation down the road that cost me the job. What exactly did you tell him? You realize he could sanction me as well. I do know that. I told him I had been casually seeing a co-ed, and that you and I went out a couple of times. That's it. And what did Dr. Landers say? That although we shouldn't have gone out, we had enough history between us outside of here that it wouldn't be as big of a deal as it could be should it ever be reported. 
So, he didn't file the report then. Her voice sounded hopeful. If he did, I'm sure we would have heard by now. I talked to him the day after our confrontation at my place. Well, that's a little relief. And you didn't mention that the coed you were seeing my daughter? No, of course not. I said a bit loud. I told him the basics and that there was some drama that I had to handle, but that's all. He said as long as everything between her and I was consensual, there was no issue at the time. If things were still going on, she wouldn't be able to take one of my classes, stuff like that. We each took a nice long drink. I spoke up. I'm sorry, I had to talk to someone about this, and I trust Greg. It's fine, I guess. It is just a bit of a shock to hear. She ran her fingers through her hair. We stared at each other quietly for a few seconds. I am sorry, Rebecca, I really am. About everything. She sighed and took a deep breath. Me too. I know I reacted very harshly, cutting you off like that. But my daughter was hurt. I was hurt. I didn't need to deal with you too. I get it. I do. I figured you both needed your space. Smart man. But like I said, Rachel and I have gotten closer because of it, so I guess there is a silver lining. She took another long drink from her glass. Are you still doing the safe walk program? She asked. I am. Several times a week. I like doing them. I'm going to continue even once classes start. That's not going to be too much of a time commitment? No. Actual walks aren't very frequent, nor do they last terribly long. And the vet's center is a good place to sit and work with minimal interruption. That's good. She fidgeted in her seat. It's getting late. I'm going to go. She stood and set down her glass. I stood and offered her a handshake. She took it, then pulled me in and gave me a quick hug, reminiscent of how she would do when we were in school. Good night, Professor Davidson, she said with a smile. Good night, Professor Morgan. I watched her walk away with a bit of regret. Greg came by and checked on me. You good? Great, I said, flashing a thumbs up. I felt a lot better after talking to Rebecca that night. I was hopeful we could at least be friends. Reconnecting with her had made coming home much more bearable. I enjoyed the time I had spent with Rachel, but I knew Rebecca was the person my heart yearned for. She always had been. The next day, I spent a few hours at the vet's center on safe walk shifts. Now, there weren't many people on campus between semesters, but there were still some, including the students who lived in the frat houses year-round. That meant the shifts were sparse and not very active. I walked in to see Oakley in her normal spot. I greeted her, as I always did. She ignored me, as she always did. I pulled my tablet and some files out of my bag and spread them out on the table to work. The silence was shattered by her voice. You're really teaching now? She asked, still in her flat monotone voice that I spun my head around in surprise. It took me a couple of seconds to find the words. I am. I teach Russian and Mandarin. I was supposed to start last semester, but there was a paperwork glitch, so I took a few classes instead. She was quiet, but was at least looking at me, which was new. Will you be coming here still? I am planning on it. It may not be as often as I have been. It will all depend on how hard my schedule is. Good. That was the extent of the conversation, 
but it was way more than I had ever gotten from her. Classes started on a Monday. On Sunday afternoon, I was in my office, reviewing some material to use in class, when there was a knock on my open door. I looked up to see Rachel standing there. Hi, she said softly. Can I? She was speaking so low and quiet the words just trailed away. Of course. Please, I said, standing up. I pointed her towards the chairs on the other side of my desk. How are you? Okay. Mom said you two talked the other night. She sat down and stared at her feet. We did. I confirmed. She was clearly nervous and uncomfortable. Mostly just small talk. She asked about my classes. I asked about your grandmother, that sort of thing. Just a casual conversation. She said you asked about me. I did. You know, just because things ended the way they did, doesn't mean I don't think about you and wonder how you're doing. You could have asked me, you know. I could have, and I probably should have. But in my defense, I wasn't sure you wanted to hear from me. I certainly didn't want to upset you further, so I kept my distance. I suppose. She looked down at her feet again. The silence got still and difficult. Are you taking any interesting classes this semester? I'm taking a couple of my architecture classes. That sounds interesting. I guess. She stared at her feet some more. Cue the awkward silence again. I took a deep breath. Rachel, I am sorry for how things turned out. Me too. I. I missed you. I missed you too. I worried about you several times. I did a safe walk for a girl from your sorority one night at one of the frat parties. I remember that. Kara. She was high on something when she came in, and then she started drinking. I remember wondering if you were there too and hoping you were safe. I was there that night. I was with Misha and Brian. No mandatory date? Well, yeah. Brian set me up with one of the other pledge guys, but we didn't really hit it off very well. I'm sorry to hear that. He was nice enough, I guess. He just talked way too much about his computer games. It takes some guys, and girls too, a while to figure out who they are and be comfortable with themselves. I was in the military for a couple years before I knew who I was. I guess. We sat quietly for a few moments. So, are you going to ask my mom out again? I pondered my response carefully. I... I don't know. I would like to. I'm not sure if she'd be receptive to it. Judging by the look she had in her eyes when she talked about meeting up with you, I think she is. Thank you? I did not know how to respond to that. Would you ever think about asking me out again? I took my time answering. I'm not sure about that. Why? She cried out. Is it just the student-slash-teacher thing? No, although that would complicate it a bit. Then why don't you want me? She wiped away a tear from the corner of her eye. Rachel, you are a wonderful woman. You're funny, intelligent, quick-witted, caring, and warm. Not to mention you're cute as hell. In a vacuum, I'd be more than interested in you but you're also still finding out who you truly are. And that is a journey that deserves to be done with someone who can make the same discoveries with you. She put her face in her hands. I wanted badly to hold and comfort her, but I knew that wasn't a good idea at the moment. I continued to talk in low tones. I know who I am today. 
but I didn't figure it out at your age. It took me until my late twenties to realize who I truly was. I realized that what I thought I wanted and needed when I was your age were things that weren't as important anymore. She had tears running down her cheeks. I felt helpless. I'm sorry, Rachel. I care about you very much. If things were different, I'd jump at the chance to hang out with you and maybe even fool around some. But not fall in love with. Well, no, I said, trying not to hurt her. We're in different places emotionally. When we had our first little miscommunication, my instinct was to reach out to you to see what was wrong. Yours was to ignore me for several weeks and put as much physical distance between us as possible. I caught her eye finally and tried to be gentle. You value the opinion of your peers greatly. You've been bending over backwards to fit in with a certain group of girls. I am at a place in my life where I don't care about fitting in. Her eyes were full of tears. I continued quietly. You will become more confident in yourself and be able to manage your feelings better. And when that day comes, you'll be even more attractive than you are now. And my mom is all those things already, she said again looking down. I think so. She is confident and self-aware and not afraid to make the first move. I find that to be very appealing. She closed her eyes and took several deep breaths before looking back up at me with a forced smile. I think I understand what you're saying. I mean, I hate it, but I think I get it. That's a big step, I said. Just know, this isn't about what's wrong with you. As you are now, you're cute, sexy, smart, funny, and a good kisser. Plus, you've got those great tits and a nice ass. That drew a small smile from her. I continued, Half this campus should be lining up to go out with you. I bet Mr. Computer Games would give his left arm to get another chance with you if you'd let him. Probably. But I know I'm not that pretty, she said as she wiped her eyes. I promise you that you are. Thanks. She finally smiled weakly at me. Rachel sighed and stood up. I don't know what I expected to happen when I came down here today, but I don't think this was it. No, this is certainly not a conversation I ever thought you and I would have. I smiled at her. But I'm glad you did. I'd like us to be able to be friendly, if not actual friends. It would make things easier for sure, especially if you end up banging my mom. She smirked at me for a moment. I'm not sure I'll get that chance, but yes, it would make seeing her much easier knowing you and I were okay with one another. She'd like that, I'm sure. She told me about you two having sex. She paused and got quiet. And that it was really good. I was caught a little off guard. That night was great. It sounds like it. She grabbed her bag. I'm going to go. I walked around the desk and put my hand out. Rachel didn't hesitate and put her arms around my chest and pressed herself into me. I hugged her tightly and kissed the top of her head. See you later, Professor Davidson she said as we broke the embrace. See you later, Miss Woods. Come back any time. I forced myself not to look at her ass as she left. I went home an hour or so later. The next day was the first day of class. I got up early and jumped in the shower. I heard my phone go off again. Once I was out, I checked the message. It was Rebecca. Good morning. Just wanted to wish you good luck today. Thank you. I hope your day goes well also. Thanks. You can go back to your shower now. 
already done. Hmm, so, you're standing there naked? I took another picture of the fogged-up mirror and sent it off to her. LOL. I guess I'll just use my imagination. Suddenly, I had a picture pop up on my screen. It was Rebecca standing in front of her bathroom mirror, clad in in a lacy black bra, blowing a kiss to the camera. Very nice. Good morning to you too. LOL. I'll check in on you later today to see how it all went. That sounds great. Well, her flirting with me was a good sign. And her tits looked amazing in that picture. The small classes definitely helped things go well for my first day. The students seemed engaged and not just sitting there staring at me blankly. The two Russian classes in the morning and two Mandarin classes in the afternoon flew by. I was in my office late that afternoon, thinking about hitting the dining hall for dinner, when Rebecca popped in. I was greeted with a hug before she sat across the desk from me. So, how'd it go? Good. Very good. No issues at all today. That's wonderful. We should go celebrate. Maybe Charlie's Cove for happy hour? Her face was beaming, eyes sparkling, and smile brightening the dingy room. I hated to have to turn her down. I'm sorry, Rebecca, I can't. I've got safe walk duty tonight. Ah. I didn't even think about that. She was pouting. Sorry. I signed up last week for tonight. What time? Can we grab a bite to eat first? I was about to head to the dining hall for dinner, and then over to the vet's center for the evening. Can I join you? Sure thing. I'd love the company. She put her elbow out as I grabbed my backpack. I laughed and took her arm, and we walked together over to the dining hall. Faculty didn't often grace the hall at this hour, much less two of them, so we drew quite a few eyeballs on us as we grabbed trays and surveyed the offerings.as we sat down and ate. We talked about our day, her lecture hall classes, and my small, almost informal gatherings. We finished and I was ready to head to the vet's center. Can I walk you there? Sure. I have to make sure you get there safely. She laughed out we passed a couple of Rachel's sorority sisters, who were giving me the eye. So, Rachel came to see me yesterday. I said slowly. She told me already. She said you two had kind of cleared the air. We did. I confirmed. I'm glad to hear that. She and I talked last night about you. I see. We stopped outside the entrance of the vet's center. Rebecca, I would like to go out with you again, but I don't want that to make your home life stressful or awkward. I searched her eyes for a reaction. I'd like that very much. She hugged me goodbye, then kissed my cheek. Have a good night, Professor Davidson, she said with a wink. You too, Professor Morgan. I went inside and settled in. No one was around, but no one was supposed to be either. As I was spreading my papers and tablet on the table, Oakley came in. She looked right at me. Hey, Oakley. I said, expecting to be ignored. Hello? She replied, still standing there looking right at me. I saw you standing outside the door with that professor earlier. Oh, yeah? She and I went to high school together. I was caught off guard with her noticing me. Oakley wordlessly went to her spot and fished her phone out of her pocket. She didn't speak for the next few hours. The night was uneventful. I was preparing my lessons and Oakley was being, well, herself. I was packing up to go when she spoke up suddenly again. I'm sorry, 
Oakley said quietly. I stopped in my tracks and looked at her. She was staring at her phone still. For what? I asked. Oakley put her phone down but kept staring straight ahead. For what happened that first night you were here? Oh, that? Look, I was having a bad week then too. Just forget about it. I said, taking a couple of steps towards the door. You're nicer than the others are. She was still staring off into space that I stopped again to reply. Thanks. You're nice too. No, I'm not. But even when I'm not, you're nice to me. I'm glad you think so. I waved at her. Good night, Oakley. Bye. I walked to my jeep, replaying the conversation I just had with Oakley in my mind. It was definitely out of character for her, but for once, not in a bad way. I sent Rebecca a text when I got home. Tomorrow night. Charlie's Cove. Happy hour? She replied almost instantly with a selfie of her flashing me that beautiful smile. It's a date I noticed her shoulders were bare. It made me wonder about the rest of her. My dick swelled at the thought. The next morning flew by. I had my other two classes first thing out, so I was done teaching for the day before lunch. I spent the rest of the day in my office, working on lessons. Around mid-afternoon, Rachel popped in. Hey there. She had a genuine smile on her face today. I gestured to the chair across from me, and she sat down. Are you done for the day? Yep. Just wanted to see what you were up to. Lesson planning. So, homework then. She was smirking at me. I laughed. Basically, yeah. Are you doing all right? Yeah. She looked around briefly, then looked back at me. I went to another party last night. I thought there might be one. Did you have a good time? Kind of. I mostly hung out with Misha and Brian, and Sam. Sam is the computer games guy. Yeah. She blushed a little. Did you have a better night than the last time with Sam? Yeah. He's super quiet, but kind of funny. That doesn't sound too bad. I could tell she was nervous talking to me about this. Yeah. She smiled shyly. Mom told me you guys are going to have drinks later. We are. Are you okay with that still? She paused, then smiled at me. Yes. What you said the other day made sense. I'm glad to hear you day that. And listen, if things with Sam work out, great. If they don't work out, then they don't work out. Your relationship status doesn't define you. Thanks. She smiled back at me. It's nice to have you to talk to. Anytime you need. My door is open, and you have my number. She stood up, so I did as well. She put her arms around me and squeezed me tightly. I reciprocated and kissed her on the top of the head again. Have fun tonight, she said with a wink. I'll talk to you later. And she was gone. I sent Rebecca a text saying I was heading to the cove. She replied almost immediately. Meet you there in twenty minutes. I was sitting at a high-top table when Rebecca walked in. She was wearing a short leather skirt and a skin-tight blouse. Her nipples poked through the thin material, drawing my eyes immediately. Wow. You look amazing. I gushed as she walked up. Thank you, she said, sitting across from me. Have you been waiting long? No, I just sat down. I haven't even seen a server yet. As if on cue. The same little waitress appeared beside us. Professor Andrew, I'm glad to see you here again. 
You two look so nice together. Thanks, Ashley. Rebecca said then looked over at me. Do you two know each other now? Well, I paused. I didn't want to tell Ashley's business. Thankfully, she rescued me. Andrew walked me to my car one night when I had a situation. A safe walk? Rebecca asked. I nodded. He's such a nice guy. You better not let him get away. Ashley winked at her. I'll remember that. Rebecca grinned. Can I have a frozen margarita? Two, please. I replied. Ashley walked off. I focused really hard on Rebecca's smile as she did. Trying not to look at her but are we? Rebecca chided me with a knowing grin. Is it working? I asked. Rebecca nodded and turned those big, beautiful green eyes to mine. The sparkle I felt was intoxicating. Ashley smiled at us again after she dropped off our drinks. To a great start to the semester, Rebecca said, holding her glass out. I couldn't help but watch her tits jiggle as she moved. Amen to that, I said. I clinked her glass with mine and drank. You know, if you keep looking at my boobs, you're going to make me want to show them to you, she said in a sultry tone. I've heard worse ideas for sure. She teased the neckline of her top with her finger and tugged it down slightly. Don't stop on my account, I said, looking at her cleavage unabashedly now. She slid her stool around the small, circular table until she was next to me. Leaning in, she kissed me on the lips lightly. That was nice, she purred. I put my hand lightly on her thigh, keeping my fingers just out of reach of her skirt. Her smooth skin felt amazing. She leaned in and whispered. That's going to turn me on if you keep doing it. That was the general idea. I rubbed her thigh softly while she let out a soft, low moan in my ear. Ashley came by to check on our drinks. Rebecca sat upright suddenly, making me chuckle and Ashley grin. I got a beer this time, and Rebecca a glass of wine. She almost caught us, Rebecca whispered. Pretty sure she's seen that before around here. I mused, able to see Ashley's ass sway in her shorts as she went off in another direction this time. True. Rebecca held on to my arm and leaned her head on my shoulder. She snapped upright again as we saw Greg Landers walk in the door with a woman that I assumed was his wife. They walked in our direction several steps before Greg spotted us. He headed right over to our table. Introductions were made back and forth with his wife Liz, Rebecca, and myself. Andrew. Rebecca. How are we tonight? Great. Just celebrating Professor Davidson surviving his first two day of classes unscathed. Good, good, Greg said, giving me a look. I just nodded at him. We're meeting some friends here. Would you care to join us? Liz asked. We were just about to head out, Rebecca said. But it was great to meet you. Greg and I shook hands as they headed off to a large booth. I really don't want to go, I said once they had left. Me either, she said. But it is a school night, and we're still just reconnecting. I walked her to her Mercedes and enjoyed a lengthy goodnight kiss. Once I was home, my phone buzzed. It was Rebecca. God, you had me so turned on feeling up my thigh tonight. I am glad you enjoyed it. I was so what I had to take my panties off as soon as I got home. She sent a picture of her hand holding a pair of skimpy red panties. Very nice. My dick was getting very hard now, 
Another picture followed, this one of her in the bathroom mirror, skirt pulled down and bent over, showing me most of her bare, round ass in the mirror. That'll give me sweet dreams for sure. Good night, Andrew. She sent a final picture, of her blowing the camera a kiss, clearly topless, although the positioning of her hands and the phone concealed most of her breasts, that I awoke to my phone going off. It was Rebecca, this time naked in the bathroom mirror, arm across her tits and a towel around her waist. Good morning, sleepyhead. Hope you have a great day. I stared at the image for a moment, enjoying her tease and contemplating a reply. I yawned and stretched, my dick hard already this morning. I laid back, pulled the sheet over my cock, and let it make a comically large tent before taking a picture to send back. Having one already thanks to you. Oh my. She sent a string of emojis, most of which I didn't understand that I showered, dressed. The day went well. Rebecca and I texted through lunch. I told her I had safe walk shifts both that night and the next. She seemed a little disappointed. Well, then Friday after class, you are all mine, mister. That sounds like a deal. I was working in my office after my last class on Wednesday. There was a soft knock on the open door. I looked up to see Rebecca standing there, eyes sparkling at me. She had on a loose, flowing skirt that went almost to her ankles, and a tight blouse with a couple of buttons undone, presumably for my benefit. Do you mind if I come in? Of course not. Please do. She shut the door behind her. I didn't hear her turn the lock. I thought you might want something to eat before you go to your safe walk tonight. Sure. What did you have in mind? I asked, watching her walk around the desk towards where I was sitting. I started to stand to kiss her, but she pushed me back into my chair. I packed you something special, she said, sitting her butt on the desk in front of me. She pulled her loose skirt up over her thighs and spread her legs, presenting me with her uncovered pussy, starting to shine with excitement. I grinned at her and leaned in to kiss her inner thighs softly. She leaned back and lifted her knees higher in the air, giving me even better access to my treat. I kissed my way to her labia and licked up and down her slit slowly. She growled at me. Eat my pussy, baby. I poked my tongue between her lips, gathering as much of her pussy juices as I could before lightly flicking at her swollen clitoris. Rebecca put her hand on the back of my head and pressed me into her further, and I sucked her little button. I eased a finger inside her feeling her heat and moisture all over it. I fucked her with it gently and I continued to nibble and lick her clit. She was grinding her pussy into my face at this point, and I sucked on her clit hard. She responded by clamping her legs shut around my ears and riding my face as her orgasm consumed her. She exhaled softly and loosened her grip on my head. She slumped back for a moment before meeting my eyes. Rebecca leaned forward and licked her fluid from around my lips before kissing me deeply and letting her tongue dance with mine. She stood and slid the skirt down her legs, and I hurriedly dropped my slacks. My cock was throbbing by this point, watching her turn and bend over the desk, resting her head on the hardwood. Her ass was so inviting. She spread her legs open and pointed that ass right at me. I grabbed her cheeks and spread them apart, revealing her very wet pussy and cute little anus. Fuck me, professor. She cooed, drawing out the syllables of that last word that I slid my cock into her waiting pussy, gripping her hips and letting my hand smack against her rippling ass cheeks. She reached her arms out and gripped the edge of the desk for support.
I fucked her needy cunt as hard and fast as I could manage. I grunted and pounded into her over and over, matching the rhythm of her moans, and it wasn't long before I felt the urge. I thrust inside her one last time, erupting in a torrent of cum inside her dripping wet pussy. I fell back bare-assed into my desk chair and admired my handiwork. Rebecca was still spread-eagled, bent over my desk, hands gripping the corners as she caught her breath. She stood and fell back into my lap, turning to kiss me as I put my arms around her. That was a nice surprise, I said. She giggled. I thought you might like it. Very much. I kissed her again. How much time do we have before you go on duty? She said with her eyes closed and leaning into my chest that I looked up at the clock. I probably should get going. She stood and pulled her skirt back on. I dressed myself again as well, tucking the shirt in as she unlocked my office door. Have a good night, Professor Davidson. She blew me a kiss. You too, Professor Morgan. I hot-footed it across campus and got to the vet's center just on time. I was alone for this shift, as I would be the next night as well. The night was quiet and uneventful. Rebecca sent me another couple of teasing pictures after I got home. Nothing explicit, but definitely towing the line and successfully arousing me. Thursday's classes went well. I was working in my office after lunch when Rachel popped in again. Hey, I said once I noticed her in the doorway. Have a seat. I can't. I have a sorority event to go to this afternoon. I just thought I'd come by and say hi. Well, thanks and have a good time. Is the hazing at least better? The bad stuff is over for the most part. Once girls started dropping out at semester break, it eases up. Well, good. You're too good for that mess, I told her. Thanks. I'll come and see you sometime next week. That sounds good. Rachel waved and smiled brightly as she left. She seemed genuinely happy, and that made me glad to see Dot on my way to the vet's center late that afternoon. I stopped by the dining hall to grab something to eat. There I ran into Brian. Hey, Mr. Professor, he said with a laugh. How are you, kid? I shook his hand. We got into a line to be served and caught up a bit. I haven't seen you this semester any. Are things with you and Misha still good? She's awesome. I really like her, you know? That's great. You two seem to be made for each other. Thanks. It is all because of you, he said with a big smile. Maybe. But think about this if you hadn't asked me to buy you that booze, I never go to that party, I would never meet Rachel, and I'm never at the auction that night. So really, you get some of that credit. I never thought of it like that, he said. Still, in any case, thanks. I'm glad you're happy. I really am. Just remember to treat her right. I'm trying. Some of the frat guys are giving me crap because we haven't, you know, done anything yet. Forget them. Remember, be respectful. And don't be afraid to talk with her about it. She gets a say-so also. Yeah, I know. Good. I'd hate to have to find out you mistreated my date. Brian looked at me and grinned. Hey, so I was thinking, maybe I could take one of your classes next year? I think learning Mandarin would be cool. Man, go for it. It's a whole different type of learning. I just thought you'd be cool to learn from since you're easy to talk with. I appreciate that. We shook hands. 
I grabbed my dinner container and headed to the vet's center. The night was quiet and uneventful. Rebecca and I texted and flirted back and forth a few times that evening, making the lonely shift much, much better. Friday morning, I didn't hear from her at all. I sent her a good morning message, but it went unanswered. She didn't come see me after class, so I worked alone until my office hours had ended and went home. As I got to my apartment door, Rebecca was standing there, leaning on the doorframe, wearing some tight yoga pants and a thin purple t-shirt. Her hard nipples were poking through her shirt. I was certain she was braless. There you are. I was wondering about you. I said with a bit of trepidation. She grinned. I thought I'd keep you guessing today. Well, it worked. I was almost worried you changed your mind about tonight. Not a chance. She hugged me tightly, pressing herself into me. I lifted her up off her feet and then back down. She squealed. Are you going to invite me in? Of course. Please. I unlocked the door, and Rebecca immediately pulled me inside. She slammed the door shut and pushed me up against it, kissing me intensely. Her hands went straight for my belt, undoing it and my slacks in record time. She dropped to her knees and pulled my slacks and boxers to the ground in one motion that we hadn't been inside for thirty seconds, and she had my cock in her mouth. She was licking and sucking on it playfully teasing my balls with her hand. I was quickly getting a full erection and started to thrust in and out of her mouth. She moaned on my cock, and that spurred me on. I held on to her hair and began to fuck her face. Not hard and violently, but steady and firm. Rebecca had put her hands in her pants and was touching herself. I pulled her to her feet and kissed her very wet mouth. God, I need you inside me, she said breathily and hungrily. We left a trail of clothing on the way to my bed. She pulled me down on top of her and wrapped her legs around me. I licked and nibbled on her nipples as my cock plunged in and out of a very wet and willing pussy. She was moaning and being very vocal, and that, along with the delicate sensations inside her pulsing pussy, was bringing me close to finishing very fast that I managed to grunt out that I was getting ready to come, so she pulled off and told me to lie on my back. I did and was greeted with her wet, dripping pussy lowering itself onto my face. I reached out with my tongue and lapped at her folds as they made contact with my mouth. I licked and tongued her pussy to my heart's content. Rebecca was holding the headboard and grinding her cunt into my tongue. The view from under her was mesmerizing. I loved the view of her tits swaying with her movements, one arm holding the headboard, her eyes closed and her face a mask of concentration as she focused on the feelings. I found her clit and sucked on it, reaching up with one hand to play with her nipple. I felt her body shake, and the tremors of an orgasm took over. I was rewarded for my efforts with a gush of warm wetness covering my mouth. I circled my tongue on her swollen lips and took in every drop I could. Her convulsions eased up, and now she was just rotating her hips to match my movements. Are you ready to fuck me again? Lay down, I whispered. She dismounted and took my place on the bed. I slid between her legs and grabbed her ankles, spreading her legs up and open as wide as they would go. I hovered outside her welcoming lips for just a moment, teasing her opening with the head of my cock. I need you inside me, she whimpered, and with that I thrust forward and sunk deep between her warm folds. I braced myself and began to fuck her, slow and firm. 
She pinched and pulled on her nipples as I built up a rhythm. My cock was throbbing and pulsing inside her. Her pussy clenched down on my every time my balls slapped against her. She ran her hands down her down and started to rub her clit in fast circles as I fucked her. In short order, she bucked her hips wildly up and down and came again. I pulled her body in close and rolled us onto my back. She shifted her hips, keeping most of my dick inside her pussy as she adjusted her body to ride my cock. I buried my face between her amazing tits as she began to slide up and down on my cock. She went back to rubbing her clit, faster now, as I thrust up inside her while kissing and sucking her nipples. I grunted and came hard, shaking and holding her tight as I did. She rubbed herself even harder, and soon she was convulsing in her third orgasm of the night. I fell back, panting heavily, unable to get enough breath in me to speak. Damn, that was good. She panted, still astride my cock, leaning back to brace herself. I stared at her sexy frame, a sheen of sweat all over both of us. I squeezed her tits in both hands, drawing a smile as she gyrated her hips, clearly enjoying the feeling of my dick inside her. So, how was your day? She asked quietly, kissing me and falling forward onto my chest. A rush of cold air cemented the fact that my dick had slid out of her pussy, followed by the feeling of the wetness running down my balls. Great. I want to do that again, she said, reaching down to fondle my softened cock. Me too, but I'm going to need some time to recover. Can I help? she said, starting to kiss her way softly and seductively down my chest. She paused to kiss both my nipples, drawing a light shiver from me. Sensitive, are we? she teased. I guess. I've never reacted like that before. Good, she said continuing her descent. She ran her tongue down my stomach to my navel, kissing and tonguing it playfully. No shiver there. Sorry. You can keep going. Oh, I can, can I? She grinned, running her fingers through my pubes, and circling my cock with her hand. She began to kiss and lick up and down the length of my member, seemingly savoring the taste of her orgasm on my flesh. I love the taste of my pussy on your skin, she said huskily, before taking the entire thing in her mouth. Mmm, fuck that's hot, I groaned. You like the idea of me tasting pussy on your cock? She said between the licks and kisses she was placing on my shaft. I didn't realize it right away, but she was fingering herself as well. Yes. I could barely talk. Well, good, because I really tasting my pussy on you. She said and started sucking on my cock again. I groaned loudly and enjoyed the sensations. It took some time for my cock to respond properly, but bless her, Rebecca never relented her oral assault. Finally, I started to feel my dick swell inside her hot little mouth. She sensed it and turned up the intensity, stroking the shaft and sucking the crown at the same time. There we are. Let's see if we can get you even harder. She pulled two glistening fingers out of her pussy and licked them lewdly. We taste so good together, she said, sucking cum off her fingers and eliciting another groan from me. You like that, don't you, baby, me tossing my pussy? Or do you like the idea of me tasting someone else's pussy? Her dirty talk really got me going. My dick throbbed in her mouth as she resumed sucking it. I sat up and kissed her deeply. Rebecca got up on her hands and knees and pointed that round ass at me again. Stick that cock inside me, she insisted. 
I wasn't about to argue. I grabbed her hips and slid my cock up and down the cleft of her ass, teasing her and squeezing her cheeks. She dropped her head down and thrust her rear back at me. I lined up with her still wet cunt and went right to work. The sound of my hips slamming into her ass echoed loudly in my ears. Sweat ran down my temples. I gave her cheeks a spank and I fucked her. Ooh, yes. Smack that ass, baby. I did it again. She responded to the smack with a grunt and bucking her hips back at me. I increased the pace of my thrusts, fucking myself into her with more energy than I could ever remember having during sex. Rebecca was once again rubbing her clit as I continued to fuck her pussy. I could feel the pressure she was using on herself from the inside of her vagina. She was working to another orgasm quickly, and her kegel muscles were doing a number on my cock inside her. She clamped her legs together suddenly, as the tremors ran through her body again. I continued to piston in and out of her. She kept her fingers working her clit over, working on coming yet again. She fell to the bed and rolled onto her back. She lifted her legs up into the air and spread her legs open. I pounced and resumed fucking her pussy as fast as I could. She pulled her hand off her clit and sucked the fingers into her mouth. The sight made me moan louder. You do like that, don't you? You like me tasting my pussy. I grunted and leaned in to kiss her. Her fingers resumed abusing her clitoris, and she shivered and clenched up again quickly. She was panting as I grunted one last time and came inside her ready pussy again. I fell back on my knees, cocks sliding out of her. There was a mess of my cum and her juices running out of her cunt. Rebecca cooed and rubbed her clit with the other hand now, using the free one to jam a couple fingers inside and fuck herself. She was screaming out, ah, louder with each thrust. She pulled her fingers from her pussy and sucked on them while still rubbing her clit. I groaned at the sight, and she came one last time, fluids gushing out of her and splashing on my softening cock. I fell back onto the bed, and she crawled over to lick my cock clean, exaggerating her moans of pleasure for my benefit. Finally, I pulled myself up to kiss her deeply, savoring the flavors of her cunt on our lips. That was amazing. She whispered in my ear as we laid back against the headboard. It was, I said in between heaving breaths. She snuggled up against my chest and we rested, after some quiet, and once we both were breathing normally and coming down from the highs of orgasm, she spoke. You really liked it when I was tasting my pussy, didn't you? I did. It was very arousing. Maybe you like the idea of me tasting someone else's pussy? She grinned. I hadn't ever really thought about that with you, but I'm sure that would blow my mind. Hmm. She pondered, kissing my cheek. Have you ever had a threesome? She asked, running her nails lightly along my arm. No. I made out with two girls at once in a bar in San Diego one night but couldn't talk them into taking the party back to my hotel room. Poor guy. What about you? I asked. Once, kind of, back in college. She said with a devilish wink that I rolled to my side to face her. Do tell. She giggled. It wasn't a threesome paresi. I walked in on my roommate Laura having a threesome with her boyfriend Steve and his roommate Bobby. She was on her knees on her bed, sucking Bobby's fat cock while Steve was fucking her from behind. Oh wow, I said quietly. It was so hot. I stood there in shock, just watching them. Three naked, sexy bodies doing very naughty things. 
When they saw me, I noticed how my panties had gotten very wet very fast. Bobby asked me if I wanted to join them. In my mind, I wanted to run away, but I was so enamored with what I was seeing that I couldn't move. Wow. I could feel my dick twitching and coming back to life as she reminisced. It really turned me on. I just watched for a bit, not sure what to do next. Laura reached out for my hand and pulled me over to her. She whispered to me to take my clothes off. I did then took over sucking on Bobby's dick. Things got wilder from there. Oh man. I bet that was a sight. I was rubbing my cock again steadily. It was. Laura kissed me and laid me down beside her. She had Steve fuck me while Bobby fucked her at the same time. I groaned and stroked myself faster. I ended up on my hands and knees with her boyfriend's cock in my mouth and the roommate screwing me from behind. Laura slid up under me and licked my clit while the guys filled me with cum from both ends at once. Wow. So, you skipped having a threesome and went straight to being in a foursome. I was now fully hard again. It was the craziest night of my life. Did you and Laura ever do anything together? I asked eagerly, steadily stroking my throbbing cock at this point. She grinned, looking down and seeing me hard again. Other than that night, no. She leaned in and kissed me. I did make out with different girl in her dorm room during my sophomore year. We got naked and fingered ourselves together, but no sex. She took my hand off my cock and replaced it with hers. This really gets you going, huh? It does. You talking dirty really turns me on. Good to know. Rebecca was stroking my cock fully now. She leaned up and whispered in my ears. I liked it when Laura was licking my clit. I had tasted her pussy on her boyfriend's cock. In that moment, I wanted to eat her out too, but there was too much dick to take. I grunted and fucked her hand. She continued to jerk me off as she whispered low. Kissing the other girl was so hot. I sucked her tongue, and we rubbed each other's bodies. My pussy got so wet when she touched my nipples. I was squeezing her big tits too. We pulled each other's tops off and laid in her bed side by side, teasing one another. We pulled our panties down, fingering ourselves and moaning, watching each other get off. It was so hot. I think about that sometimes when I'm alone. It makes my cum really hard. I was so close. Rebecca sensed it. You like it when I taste my pussy on your cock? When I pull it out of my wet little snatch and suck it into my mouth? The taste my cunt turns me on. I grunted and bucked my hips. I came again, most of it landing on Rebecca. My orgasm wasn't nearly as powerful as earlier, but this was much more intimate. She kissed me deeply, then slid her cum-coated fingers into her pussy and fucked herself again. I rubbed her clit, trying to mimic her motions from earlier. I leaned in to suck her hard nipple. She panted and cried out as she came a few moments later, after we caught our collective breath again. Rebecca rolled out of the bed and into the bathroom. She called out from the toilet. Well, I've worked up an appetite. How about ordering us some pizza or something? I found my phone in the pocket of my discarded slacks and ordered in. Rebecca and I dressed and settled in on the couch to eat. After we had finished, I asked her, It's still not very late. Do you want to go out somewhere? She clicked on the same true crime series that Rachel had watched with me. Not tonight. I'd like to just lay here and cuddle with you for a while. 
Just thought I'd ask. Besides, once I get my strength back, I might just want to fuck you again tonight. I grinned and pulled her in close for a kiss. That sounds like a much better plan. Or I might want to fall asleep in your arms instead. She said, nuzzling herself into my chest. You're so cozy. I love it when you're holding me. I'll take that too. We leaned back on my couch watching shows about serial killers. It didn't take long, and we were both asleep. At some point in the night, Rebecca woke me up and dragged me into bed. When I awakened fully, I was both nude and alone. As the haze cleared, I heard my shower going. I gathered myself and strode in the bathroom naked. Good morning, sleepyhead, she said from the shower stall. She was washing her body with a loofah, something I did not own. I got up early, went to my car and got my overnight bag. Your shampoo doesn't smell as good as mine does. She said that I just nodded, too busy focusing on her wet tits prominently displayed in front of me to notice the bag behind the door. She winked at me. Get in here, handsome. I opened the glass door and was greeted with a wet kiss. She washed the rest of her sexy body and I stood and held her waist, kissing her neck and squeezing her ass and tits intermittently. She turned the loof on me and washed me off, using her hand to thoroughly clean my dick and balls. Nice and clean. Just how I like him. I ran my hand down her belly to her mound. She maintained her handle on my cock. So, what comes first this morning, breakfast or sex? She asked me with a kiss. Both. I kissed her and pulled her, still dripping wet, out of the shower and led her to the bedroom. We left a trail of water on the hallway tile, but I didn't care. I was going to eat her out and make her come once more. I laid Rebecca on the bed and knelt beside it, pulling her pussy towards my hungry mouth. I lapped and kissed her lips and suckled on her clitoris. She was pulling her nipples and moaning my name over and over. I worked a finger into her pussy to fuck her with while I sucked her clit. Suddenly, she snapped her thighs shut around my head and came hard and fast. She sat upright and squealed loudly. She fell back again, panting, her tits vibrating with each breath that I stood up and pulled her closer to the edge of the bed. I went to put my cock inside her, but she pulled me down and ran her tongue all over my mouth and chin, licking and sucking the juices left there from her pussy. Mmm. I want to taste this every time you eat me out. My cock throbbed out I groaned. I would never get enough of her tasting her pussy on me. She was up on her hands and knees now, mouth and tongue swirling around my dick. She bobbed her head back and forth on the head, stroking my shaft as well. She would pull off me, lick my cock, and tell me how much she wanted me to come in her mouth before she swallowed my dick once more. Well before I wanted it to end, I could feel my impending orgasm build. Rebecca sensed it too, as she became more and more forceful, fucking my cock with her wet mouth and throat. I grabbed her hair and held my cock inside her face, and I came. Hard blasts of cum shot right down her throat, then pulsed inside her mouth. She swallowed over and over, working hard not to miss a drop. I fell forward and lay on the bed on my side, facing Rebecca. She was rubbing her clit slowly now. Her eyes caught mine, and she put a finger inside her still wet pussy and fingered herself exaggeratedly. She pulled the finger out letting a strand of moisture stretch and break, before sucking it into her mouth, all the while looking me dead in the eyes. My pussy tastes so good, she said huskily, 
pumping the finger in and out of her mouth that I felt a shiver of arousal go through my veins. She repeated the action, pumping her fingers in and out of her wet cunt, and then sucking and licking the moisture dripping off her fingers. All the while Rebecca was rubbing her clit and staring right through my eyes and into my soul, she threw her head back and came again. I was hard as a rock by now but fascinated by her little show. I almost wish I could lick my own pussy just once. She winked at me, fingering herself again. That would be an amazing feat of flexibility. I was on my knees and pulling her underneath me. She giggled. I guess I'll have to get it second hand of you. Anytime you want. Right now, my cock needs your cunt. She pulled her fingers out and sucked on them as I plunged my dick inside her. I pumped my throbbing shaft in and out of her as fast as I could. I leaned down to suck on her nipple and we fucked. She pulled my head and held it in place as she moaned and cried out that IT didn't take too long, and I was ready to burst again. I whispered that I was about to come, and she grabbed my ass, holding me deep in her pussy as I erupted, filling her canal with my seed. I collapsed down beside her as we both panted and caught our collective breath that we both put on one of my t-shirts and a pair of my boxers, then spent the rest of the day cuddling on the couch. We watched a couple of old movies and made out like horny teenagers. I played with and teased her nipples off and on for most of the time we lay on the couch together. She jerked me off during a romantic scene and made me come all over my t-shirt. I started sliding my fingers in the shorts she wore but she cooled me off, saying she just wanted to rest and relax. She went back home that evening, having spent over twenty-four hours at my place, and much of that time in each other's arms. We kissed for a long time at the door. I encouraged her to stay, but she said she was meeting Rachel and a couple of family members for brunch Sunday and knew that if she stayed with me again, she would definitely be late. Sunday, I did some prep work for my classes, as well as some laundry including washing my sheets. That afternoon, I went to campus for a safe walk shift. When I arrived back at home a few hours later, I had a message from Rebecca.it was a picture of her naked on her bed, her legs splayed open wide, with her fingers deep inside her pussy. Good night, handsome. I can't wait to see you tomorrow after classes are done. I stroked my cock looking at the image on my phone. I had no idea what she had planned but I couldn't wait to find out.